0: Hello everybody, welcome to Frame Trap. I am your host Ben Moore. If this is your first time watching Frame Trap. this is a show where we just relax, we talk about games, we talk about what we've been playing, and we have a good time. And you know, I love all of my panelists on this show, I do, but when I was like coming in, you know, you, you have some pre-show anxiety, you're worried about yeah. how things are go, gonna go, and you think about what questions you're gonna ask, and how you're gonna press the panel, and how the game's gonna go over, and you, you hope you don't make any stupid mistakes, but then I was just like... Man, I'm just talking about games with Brad and Huber. Right? Oh, yeah. It can't be that bad. No. Nope. It'll <laughs> probably pure, go, right? Pure fun. Yep. Yeah, it'll be fun. Easy be fun. peasy. Speaking of, I already mentioned their names, but at the end there we've got Michael Huber with trademark Shenmue shirts. Yes.
1: I can't wear this anymore on Huber Syndrome because the green, green yeah. picks up on the green screen so you can like see that through. That feels like the most appropriate place for it. I know. It's brutal, so I gotta can wear you, it everywhere else. Can you put like
0: black tape on there and you have
2: like yeah. I, know. I
0: love Shenmue!
1: I know. You
2: should have like Yu Suzuki's face in there yeah. or something like that. Is Someone there a
0: shirt with just Yu Suzuki's face?
1: No, we but should that's make it in. We I went make to one. uh I went to Starbucks on the way and the clerk was like, What's that shirt from? I was like, Shenmue? And he's I was like, Shenmue, do you do you play? And he's like, he's like, oh no. I thought it was Yusuke from Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh,
3: <laughs> hey, Yusuke's hey. like, right. right.
1: cool.
0: I can see that. I was like, "Dude, Yu Yu Hakusho, good yeah.
1: stuff." All right, that's awesome.
0: I
3: was
1: awesome. like, "Have you played Shedman? He's like, "No." I was like, "All right, no worries." See you later. <laughs> Peace. You yeah. sh- did you say you should? No.
0: no. Okay. I was like, oh, cool. "I respect that." Yeah, I respect that. In the middle there, uh, with a really nice jacket.
2: Hmm. Thanks.
0: Give yeah. me. Give me. You would be a good Resident Evil protagonist.
2: Cool. You've yeah, got I'll look. take that. Leon, bro. You are, you are Leon. He he you cosplay. Cosplay. Well, you are die. Leon. Cool with that.
0: Leon S. Kennedy. Uh, Brad, Leo, how you doing? What uh, is the S you, in Chad? Leon?
1: What? Pop quiz. What is the S? Scott? Scott is
0: the S? Boom. There. I don't, know.
1: Now, I don't you, know. now you can officially cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the, the test? test. Yeah. <laughs> I want
0: you to sell... <laughs> to You to work at a a costume shop that only sells Resident Evil items, and whoever the character is that they try to dress yeah, yeah, up yeah, as, yeah, like you $10. give them a quiz. Yeah, 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 No,
2: dude, I do... I want Hunk. I want to cosplay as Hunk. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Bring him back. Where's Hunk, man? Come on. Remember
0: when we thought that... We'd be playing as Hunk and not, not a hero, a hero or, yep. or that was
2: a rumor going around yeah. at the time. Uh,
0: but we've got a lot of Resident Evil to talk about. This is going to be a mm-hmm. uh, Resident Evil heavy episode. Before we get into that, uh, we before are, we get into that, if I like stand
1: up, <laughs> if I stand up, yeah, I'm getting a tissue. I'm not feeling well. If not you feeling can tell well? by my voice. Why don't you, why don't you, go- just, why don't you just bring him over? Yeah. Well, I don't want to blow my nose on the camera. Like it's if too I, late, you man. Know. You know what? This is a show where we take it as it comes. You don't let me don't even, know how you're doing. There's no tissues here. I gotta, yeah. I'll have to step into the bathroom. Oh, jeez. Wash, wash my hands. Okay. It's a whole okay. big Take yeah. it as it, comes. I'll I'll try big not, as it comes. I'll try not to get up. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> lost my train of
0: thought. Sorry, Back on train of thought. No, it's okay. It's okay. I love uh, this show. I love this show. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh... Huber, yes. Brad, yeah. uh, we're recording this earlier than we've ever recorded a Frame Trap episode. So <laughs> some of the things that we're talking about, we, we may be in totally different places with those games by the time you hear this. Uh, I hope we are in, in certain circumstances. Uh, but because uh, starting tomorrow, I'm going to be gone for three weeks visiting family and a lot of allies are going to be gone traveling mm-hmm. all over the country to see people. And so we still want to give an episode to you guys. So we're recording it early and uh, going away. For about three weeks, it's usually the amount of time that I leave mm-hmm. is both the best time and kind of like a time of penance. And I want to talk about that really quick, and okay. I know you guys go through this too, mm-hmm. where we're starting to have game of the year talks. We're saying, Ooh. "Hey, what's the best games that came out this year?" <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'd
3: be cool with it one. Hey. I'm cool with it. know. <laughs>
2: was am just you. I know. I'm just thinking about, like, I'm thinking about all the goaties in my brain. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Right, that exactly. Wins. Oh, yeah,
0: cool. You know, I feel that way a lot about a, a lot of things. But anyway, the whole point of this ramble is that we're going to go, we're going to play a bunch of stuff over break. I've got a list of stuff yep. that I need to get through, things that have to be done. Uh, and I think you guys are going through the same thing. What are the games that you need to play before we get into this hot garage and yell at each other for multiple hours? Uh,
2: ben, I've been I've played almost everything I need to play. I feel like for Godi, mm-hmm. I just need to play more of certain titles. I've played sure. like e- I've played a lot actually this year, so I've been happy about that. I feel like us three usually play the most. I feel like.
0: Yeah, that's not that's not even like a point of of bragging. I think that's just the the way that Usually, it is. Usually, yeah. Um, and there there are multiple reasons for that. Yeah. I think yeah. Collectively, uh, we've kind of played the most. Uh, there are things that I really need to finish. There's
2: still stuff to play. Yeah. Yeah. Divinity but...
0: Original Sin two is is the top of my charts. I yeah. I said I asked Damiani, do I need to play through Tales of Berseria? And he said <laughs> probably not. But I might try to anyway.
2: I was um, thinking about that, too.
1: Yeah. I almost started that game back when it came out. It, came, had, out, it came out at a good time. time.
2: I don't. I think it came right before the, the wave yeah. of games. It came at yeah. a really good time, and I was yeah.
1: like, so close, because I hadn't played Tales in a while.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, that's kind of the thing for me, is just playing through a Tales game sounds really nice right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's like me um, with Final Fantasy. <laughs> very good things about Berseria. And I mean, I've played, I haven't played any of it. Even. No, I've played, I don't know, probably eight, ten hours, something like that. Yeah,
2: I played like two, I think. Yeah. Got a little taste. Nice. Something That's like the one that. with that
1: the girl on the cover, right? Yeah.
2: And yeah. The, like the Bloodborne yeah. Cleric yeah, yeah, yeah. Beast
1: yeah. arm. Uh,
0: Huber, what are the, the top games on your list?
1: There's really only two. Mm. Uh, it's Divinity and yeah. Nier, really. Like, I've I've finished everything else. Um, one game that slid through the cracks, regrettably, was in January, and that was Gravity Rush 2. Mm. Oh, yeah, I didn't play that. I finished the one. remaster last year, and like, it was on my list. I want to play it so badly. It, you know, it came out the same month as Resident Evil. One thing led to another. Of course, slipped through the cracks. But Gravity Rush Two, I must play. Huber, okay, you got. You're very good at
0: getting me excited. You just did so twice right there. Uh, Gravity Rush Two. I hope this puts you at ease a little bit. I don't know where Gravity Rush Two falls on my list. I don't know if it's on my list at all. I really don't know. I haven't thought it out yet. But I will say this, the entire time I was playing Gravity Rush 2... I was having a great... Like, it is just a game where you you have fun. You're Ugh. flying around, yeah, getting fun. wrapped up in the admittedly totally batshit insane story that only gets crazier as it goes <laughs> oh on. Mess. Like, it's just it's just a
1: ride in a really good way. Who was the dude in the first one with, like, the weird mask? What was that guy's name?
2: Oh, yeah. Some Naruto character? Yeah. He was, like, the guy causing trouble in the town. I mean, I've
0: played through both Gravity Rush <laughs> 1 and 2, and, and there are probably a it, lot yeah. of characters that you could throw at me. I like, I don't remember that name. Yeah. Uh No, I don't remember... I know I can visualize yeah, it, but don't I don't know his remember
2: name. the name. Yeah. But, uh, was that, is that kind of important? I'm not telling you, dude. All right, Joe. <laughs> that game is longer, uh, too. Anyway, <laughs> I'm excited for
0: you to play through Gravity Rush 2. I'm yeah. excited to see what you think when you finish it. Uh, that game is longer than I was expecting. Yes. Yeah. Did you
2: play the DLC? No, I, I did not play that, the DLC. I forgot that came out. I, I got to play that.
0: The DLC came out at a bad time. Okay. Uh, and I also had forgotten about the DLC. This is like a reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, I doubt the DLC is that long. I'll, yeah,
2: Domiano knows. A yeah, yeah Dom, I think Domiano. Yeah, I'd it. like to play through the DLC.
1: Um, oh, also, I need to finish uh, Mario Rabbits.
2: Mario, oh, yes. I need to what, Finish that's it. That, I haven't finished that's that
1: like, either. That's
0: a big one on my list. Yeah. Mario and Rabbids. What a
1: jolly little game. Yeah. dude. Oh my yes, goodness.
0: Mario and Rabbids. Okay. That game is right. so fun. Take a note. Taking notes.
1: That game is so fun. It is very fun. Yeah. Because I love. I feel like turn-based and like tactical came back this year for me in a big way mm. like i was playing i've been playing i've been going through night chasers battle war and it's like turn based battles that's another one that i would really like to and play and it's like yeah.
0: oh it's that so I fun uh, i love turn based battle systems so you, so you're mm-hmm. telling me that you're you're kind of having this this feeling of revival with with strategy games with turn based yeah. games how do you feel about maybe Making Christmas break the time you give Valkyria Chronicles a shot. <laughs> oh, what do you say? yeah, you
2: haven't played that yet. What do you say? It's what sitting, do you say? It's it's sitting like what right do you say? in the
1: middle of my backlog, unopened, and I'm just like, I am a failure. Wait, you're going to love
2: this game, dude. I'm a failure. You're going to love that game. I know. It's I so really good. I think it looks Wait, okay, so and then good. 2 is
1: on PSP. Correct. 3 is also PSP. on PSP, but then 4 is coming out next year yeah, 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 on PS4. next four? year? It's coming.
0: Four, 4 is coming out on... PC, Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. See,
1: this this stuff freaks me out, and you guys know me, dude. This stuff freaks what's, me what's out. What's freaking you out? Two and three on PSP. I'm never gonna play these games. How do I jump from one to four? How does that uh, jump? Four work? takes
2: place during the same time as one.
0: Yeah, I think. you don't. You, you'll be fine. So two and the three are like spin offs the, There's a lot that could be said, but the, the, it all amounts to you'll be fine. Okay. Don't you? We go through this. The audience goes through this. Just know that you'll be fine. Okay. Just play one. Have a great time. Cool. If you are feeling up for more. <laughs> Seek out ways to, to play two and three. They're Chill. out there. Chill. I mean two is not that hard to play, but because uh, cool. you can play it on Vita if you want. You can just download ta- it. Yeah, I think I think I so I have the UMD of two, but I think just recently, within like the last week or so, I bought it uh on digitally, Vita yeah. on Digitally for ten bucks. I think oh, was the great. price I paid. So
1: wait, you can uh, play two on Vita? Yeah. You can play two on Vita. Yeah. Two Digi- on Vita. If you digitally two on Vita, buy it, yeah. Perfect. There you go. All okay, say. you gotta be one All first. Though. Okay, gotta be one first. Like yeah.
2: one takes place in a specific war, Mike. Yeah, and four takes place during that same war. Oh, just yeah. on like a different front, I think. Dude,
1: I love that stuff. Like yeah. uh, Eighth MS Team. Eighth
2: MS Team, right?
0: Yeah. Huber, I know you really care about vibes and characters, and I just I want to know your opinions on that crew of people for sure uh, because of how well oh, he's gonna love presented. them. I think he's. Gonna like, I know I really Mike do. very well. Yeah, he's gonna. You like do this know game. Mike very well. It's gonna like this game.
2: Have you
1: play it?
0: Uh, so we've chatted a little bit. We're, we're ten minutes into the show, and I don't want to spend too much time with this. But I don't know if it's just because it's Christmas time. I'm feeling a little bit more relaxed. I just kind of want to shoot the shit with you guys. Yeah,
1: yeah, heck yeah. Uh, It's JRPG time. It's what it is. <laughs> Especially you know we're yeah. in the, we're in the downtime right now. We're Time's running out. You got a couple weeks to catch up. Uh, I want to talk about. So obviously we have
0: this this list that we're gonna try to get caught up on, so we can be as informed as possible within reason. Yes. Uh, for these game of the year discussions, so we can have some weight behind our arguments. I think that's good. But also, I'm gonna do some things just for me. Uh, I've said multiple times that I'm just gonna be binging some Dragon Ball Super. I'm nice. gonna do that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But now there is, I'm at a, a point of conflict. Uh, I would like to play some sort of online game, and I thought, like, oh man, of course it's gonna be Final Fantasy 14, I haven't. You know, I've spent a little bit of time in Stormblood, but not that much. Now's the time to, mm-hmm. to go through that. Yeah. But then I was like, man, people are really into Warframe. Maybe I should give Warframe a shot. It seems really cool. I played so, it when it came out
1: yeah. and was disappointed, and people tell me it's a completely different game, Yeah.
0: Uh, that
1: it's very complicated. But so very I'm fun. I'm super into Warframe and like getting, getting into it. Yeah. But then I read Polygon, I think. Polygon did an article, and it, it was like, it was. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank here. It was like pulling on did an article about uh, biggest games that have turned around, or or, oh, okay. or biggest like uh, like the game of the Game Awards award for best ongoing games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was talking about stuff like that, and it talked about Warframe, and it basically said, "Yo, this game's awesome, but you will never ever find a bigger time sink. Ever. Oh my god! And Ever? it was like it was like if you are trapped on a desert island, bring Warframe because it, it'll just the game goes forever. It just goes. So I was like, I really want to play Warframe, but do I really need that in my life right now? Mm-hmm. Do I, I just like? Ugh. It's such like a college game, you know. And I always try to implore that to like the younger viewers out there that are like in college or high school. Right. It's just like dive into that stuff, dude. If I was okay. in college still like Warframe, I would be like the Jedi master. Like, let's go.
2: Hubert, <laughs> you're so right.
0: You're
1: so right. I wish I could go back to my
0: college yeah. self and be like, you're going pretty hard right now with the games. Go even harder. You're yeah. never going to get it. time even even like, this. Ever again, you know, you've kind of scared me right there because I've also yeah. heard similar sentiments of, of how mm-hmm. demanding of your time it is, and not that Final Fantasy fourteen isn't, but maybe I could within the period of time I have get through, you know, the story yeah. of Stormblood, yeah, you know, not going beyond that, wrap it up, mm-hmm. tie a nice bow on it, exactly. feel fulfilled, watch a lot of Dragon Ball Super, <laughs> yeah, then we're shoving right into Monster Hunter World. The timeline yeah. adds up, okay, because at least you Stormblood has like you an en- en- me. an ending. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, right.
1: Like, I need. If I'm going to sink a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of hours into something, I need to have, like, an ending. You know? Yeah.
2: Well, I think they added stuff so. now, too. So yeah. It's More now. No, 14. Because I beat the campaign or whatever in right. 14 when it came out, and that was it. But I think they added a bunch yeah. of stuff.
0: But, but dude, Brian, we were talking about this. We were talking about familiarity. Whereas mm-hmm. I have a lot of familiarity with Final Fantasy 14. No mm-hmm.
2: familiarity with. Yeah.
0: Uh, Not no, but I mean, uh, the time that I've played Warframe, Mm -hmm. it's completely different, and that was years
1: and years ago, so... But they added that, like, open world part, and you can, like, go fishing? Like, it does seem so good. It's installed. I installed it, dude. I bought into the hype. I just haven't, like, opened it yet. It's too intense. But (laughs) I want to play it.
0: We should... Maybe we should take those first steps together. We
1: should like stream it or something. Yeah,
0: there we go. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, find find a, a work related reason to I can commit, commit that, commit that amount of to time. a stream. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I
2: got to get go. through other stuff first. Gotta, yeah,
0: right. Right. That's that's not a promise. Just thinking yeah. out loud yeah. right here. Uh, but are there any sort of ways that you guys are going to treat yourself
2: uh, over break? I did mine already. You like, did. Corona Trigger is my treat. Yeah. That was a good That treat. was for me, man. That's
0: a Christmas gift. Yeah. Yeah. You know what
2: I would love to do is. Somehow get a hold of like a Sega Saturn yeah. and play all those RPGs on there. I've got a Sega Saturn. Like, I've got a Saturn. I heard uh, there's a bunch of great games on there. Yeah, but I've I never been on the force. force. Not
0: only do I have a Sega Saturn, I have Panzer Dragoon
1: Saga, which I have not played. Okay, and dude, so Brad, we go. That's whoa, a stream. whoa, 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 whoa! Brad Ellis, have you played? I've got a good one here. Okay, I got a Brad a Brad game. Okay, All right. Skies of Arcadia.
2: Uh, not all of it. Just brief parts. Okay. Never had a Dreamcast. So bad. Never yeah. had that. Uh, is the GameCube version better?
1: Yes. Damiani swears by so, it. Okay. Huber, I have
0: also not played through Skies of Arcadia. Dude. We've got a lot of JRPG that <laughs> it are... It dude. i am yeah, trying. Well, and the thing is, is after I'm done with Thousand Year Door, I'm thinking of doing uh, Suicoden 2. Uh, hey, for the
1: next RPG. Oh, those games. <laughs> Crazy.
0: A, lot of, a lot of things we need to get through. Mm-hmm. A lot of big mm-hmm. games. Uh, okay. Let's... Let's move out of the future, which sounds a little bit scary right now mm-hmm. with all the things that we yep. need to play through. Yeah, i sweating. Uh, let's talk about something we have all played through. All of us have played through both of the new Resident Evil 7 DLCs. Yeah. Uh, Not a Hero, starring Chris Redfield, and uh, The End of Zoe.
1: Yes. Starring Joe, Joe, Baker, Baker. Joe, Joe Baker. Baker. Joe Baker, That's dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so Professional
1: wrestler. Mm-hmm.
0: Huber, Not a Hero is something that kind of took longer to come out than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, And I think there was a lot... If you think about how Resident Evil 7 ended, uh, I think there was a lot of anticipation and speculation on how this would present Chris Redfield's story within Resident Evil 7. Yeah. And so I throw this at both of you, Brad and Huber. Did it meet your expectations? What did it accomplish?
2: Hmm. My expectations for this... I forgot about it for a while. So when... (laughs) It was coming out. I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that game." Yeah. So it came out at a great time. Yeah. Start start the year and, and end the year with Resident Evil Seven. It oh. gave me some yeah. answers, some answers, which mm-hmm. is good. Like, I remember when I beat Seven. He's like Redfield. I was like, Yeah. Is that Chris Redfield? Yeah. Looking at anything like Chris. And they're like, Oh, we just redesigned him. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fine, I guess. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the design of Not a Hero. I
0: I do kind of want to avoid since we're still pretty. Well, we're going to be less fresh, I guess, by the time this episode mm-hmm. actually airs, but I don't know if there's really any need to go into heavy spoiler territory for this discussion. Um, my least favorite part of Resident Evil 7 is the part where you're in the cave shooting a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, and sure. uh, this is pretty much that part of the game extended yeah. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of shooting, a lot of combat, a yeah. lot of molded being thrown at you at once mm-hmm. yes. throughout the entire DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not necessarily opposed to that. Uh, I think that is okay. But the ways in which they tried to mix up this DLC, and I think when you when you talk about it, it sounds interesting. So you have basically the central room, and you have these different colored shutters that you go through, and there's kind of different challenges in each of them. It's like, okay, there's there's gas here. You're gonna you're gonna get poisoned. You need to find this high grade filter. You need to get through this area before you run out of oxygen. That's a fine challenge. Mm-hmm. You've got another where it's like, hey, you have these explosives on the ground. Try to avoid them. Yeah. Uh, or these lasers that you need to to get around. Uh, you basically have different mini challenges like that, which I thought was cool and kind of in the vibe of Resident Evil of mm-hmm. having a little bit of puzzle solving, obstacle course maneuvering and combat. But I felt like the balance wasn't quite right. Whereas as I was doing these little challenges, I'm like, this is the challenges are not hard to overcome. Like, yeah, I don't. They're so easy to overcome that I basically just feel
1: like I'm in narrow
0: corridors shooting a bunch mm-hmm. of guys, yeah. which isn't all that fun.
1: And that was kind of like Resident Evil 7. I mean, they right. definitely dialed the puzzles down. Yeah. It was slower paced, though, so it wasn't like action, 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 which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, But I couldn't, like, the reason I, I appreciate not a hero is because it was so hard for me to, like, when I was going through 7, I was always like, just imagine, like, you know, just imagine if Chris was here; he would just right. blow through all these dudes, yeah. and that's exactly what it was. It was right. like if Chris Redfield is in this situation, vet, yeah, veteran. Like that's there's a scene where it's legit just horde mode, where like twenty molded yes. come at you, yeah, and you're Chris Redfield, so you're just like bam, 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 like everyone is dead, mm-hmm. no problem. Yeah, versus the contrast of being Ethan, who's never been just this some situation. civilian, right. some yeah, some civilian. So I really liked the context of. Chris Redfield being in this situation.
0: Yes. um, I liked the context of Chris Redfield being in that situation. I just think inherently in a weird way, it was less interesting than Ethan, somebody who I got to find out about, who had this very personal connection Mm -hmm. uh, with with his girlfriend who was caught in this terrible, terrible, terrible situation finding out about the Baker family. Whereas this just felt like... Resident Evil at its most literal, like Chris Redfield messing dudes up, which is good, but it was so short and so straightforward, and there wasn't really anything that that kind of
1: flipped it on its head. It reaffirmed how much I like the new direction that Seven took, you know? It was like, this is so rooted in the past of Action Evil, Resident Evil 5 Mm -hmm. and 6, like... That, you know, I appreciated it absolutely for what it was, but it's yeah. like, man. Resident yeah. 7.
2: I mean, I prefer the slower pace kind of thing of the seven set. Yeah. But this was like a fun little slice. Just like a side little DLC, a little fun.
1: Yeah. It was yeah, free, too. Yeah, yeah, right. free it was a free DLC. It was free. Yep. Uh, there was a, like, I, w- I definitely want to talk about VR. Oh a my couple God. parts that are like, like, VR to me is really, really good for Resident Evil 7 all the way through, but there are definitely moments that stand out more than others. And. There was one moment where you have to push these Oh like the, the mine, mine carts, carts. Yeah, yeah mine carts And there was one with a bunch of balloons right So I can remember like Pushing the mine cart And all these balloons lifted up and popped yep. It was like pop, pop 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 And legit it's like I got caught with my pants down Like they all <laughs> popped and I'm in VR And I'm just like huh! And I'm like looking around Did anybody hear that no. It was just like those moments Or like even moments that shouldn't Be special. There's a moment where you like climb up. I think it was in the other DLC actually, where you climb up on like a a crane type thing Mm. and you're just in this weird little location. But like, just some locations look really, really good in VR versus others. Definitely.
2: Uh, Yeah. I played in VR also for these, and it blew me away playing these games of VR because even little moments where I was like going, like creeping, like going like this, and I think I hear something. Yeah. And I actually. Like, go look, like, I actually uh, look around the corner yeah. and just seen some psychopath there, dude. Being yeah. able to do that was so awesome. So Man, cool.
0: okay, so I get a text from Huber. Uh, he's like, hey, Brad and I finished the Resident Evil 7 DLC. It'd be really cool if you finished the Resident Evil 7 DLC. And I knew I was going to play it, but I was like, yeah. ah, okay, I'd, I'd like to be able to join in that conversation with them for Frame Trap. And yeah. so part of the reason I didn't play in VR, despite. Really loving Resident Evil Seven in VR and think yeah. that was a great experience is just I was like I feel like I'll be much faster if I do. yeah sure yeah and absolutely. so that was uh, that was part of it but yeah, yeah. based on these experience I uh.
1: there is one really important thing I want to talk about at the end of this DLC
0: with not a hero yeah okay or is this spoiler territory This
1: is spoiler territory. Okay, this so is about the final boss. Okay, my hands This DLC, if you're watching, this made me so giddy. This is 100% a tribute to William Birkin, Resident Evil 2, when he started doing his moveset, when he roared up, when he jumped on the thing high above, and I put it all... I was like, immediately, Resident Evil 2, in VR, battling this monster, I'm freaking out, like, culmination, I... I, I can't even handle it it was and i wonder Huber too fan service it was and i wonder too because you know capcom's making resident evil 2 remake right now <laughs> supposedly so it's like was there some kind of cross development there do, like i would love do to you know, know the-
0: that if you beat him in a certain way you unlock the resident evil 2
1: remake <laughs> yeah but i loved it um, that that fight was the pinnacle
0: it was a very cool fight. It mm-hmm. was a very
1: cool fight. Uh, is that it for spoilers? Yeah, we'll, we'll end down. it there for
0: spoilers. I don't need to, to say anything specifically. If, you know, if it is free if you have Resident Evil 7, give it a shot. Uh, but that fight was probably my favorite moment of the of the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do want to move on because Absolutely. I actually think End of Zoe is a far more interesting piece of yeah. DLC. Yeah. Yeah. And after playing Not a Hero, my personal response to it was, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, it was That's fine. Some, you know, mm-hmm. happy I played through it. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to stick with me for a very long period of time. No, one and done. End of Zoe. So you're playing as Joe Baker, uh, brother to Jack Baker, uh, uh, a, a key villain in Resident Evil 7, and the way that they present him and what you do in the dlc yeah. you don't get weapons you punch molded yeah you just punch them yeah and you've got combos that mm-hmm. you can do yeah. you can do right left right do, do, you do, do, do an uppercut do, 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 do. which yeah. knocks them away you can do uh, a left and then you jab 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 with the right and it's just it is hilarious but uh but really refreshing and different yeah. and weird and I thought about the new direction of Resident Evil 7, and I'm like, I'm glad they they, they did something a little bit different here. Yeah. Um, and that carries over, the, the melee comic carries over into the boss fights. The yeah. ranged weapon that you get, you get these spears, mm-hmm. these these tree branches and scrap metal yeah. combined together. You get these throwing spears. You're throwing them at alligators. Uh, you're eating like crawdads to recover your health. Yeah. It had that, that Bayou vibe, but it yeah. leaned into it. Way more heavily, mm-hmm. and I thought it just it, it had this identity, and they had this spark that that not a hero didn't have.
2: Yeah, uh, for me personally. Ben, playing this in VR, yeah, like freaked me out. I can imagine because the swamp. When you're in the swamp, Ben, yeah, and there's a gator, it is so tense. Yeah, so so tense. So tense. I was like terrified when mm. I'm moving through that swamp, Ben. You feel
0: it in your stomach. The yeah. only time I let out a yelp is the first time. A gator popped out of the water and snapped at it. Um, and I also think it's cool. You have these effigies that you can find oh my throughout, God. Yeah. throughout the, the bio. The, the voodoo dolls, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you pick them up, and you, there's a champions one that'll increase your, your punching by, per, er, yeah, by 5%. Yeah, by 5%, and then you have boxer ones that'll increase it by 1%, which is really cool. But it's just like... These enemies that you kind of get into this very familiar pattern with where it's like, okay, I'm going to run, I'm going to quick turn, I'm going to shoot, you know. You you handle them in a very Resident Evil kind of way. Uh, and then you're just like, or I could just get up in their face, punch them, rip off their head. Uh, the neps, neck snap. The neck snap. So you can do stealth kills as well. You'll mm-hmm. come up behind them, you'll rip off their neck. Uh, very, very cool. And I also just realized that I... I want different settings for Resident Evil. I loved going through these bios Mm -hmm, and seeing Mm -hmm. Crocs and and all of that stuff. Like, I think that is one of the strongest aspects of Resident Evil 7, is especially those early areas where you are, yes, it's kind of evocative of The Mansion from RE1, but it has this weird Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe to it. Like, I just want this series to go different places. Absolutely.
1: When you, uh, are we spoilers? I mean, you already we already spoiled it. We spoiled what? With Jack. That's kind of a spoiler. He's
0: on the cover of the DLC. Joe is. Joe oh.
1: is. But Jack. We didn't. I, I
0: just said he was the brother. Yeah,
1: yeah but him oh. him like being the villain is kind of... Yeah, but we
2: didn't say that. You just did. Shit. You I could have swore.
1: It. I swear Ben did.
0: I, I, no, I definitely said, all right.
2: I'm gonna put a spoiler warning put in the
0: description. Put a spoiler. Yeah, make sure we get a spoiler yeah, warning. I'm gonna put a spoiler For sure. warning in the description. Okay. But I yes. did,
1: but now that we're down that road, the one of my favorite parts was rediscovering the house mm-hmm. yeah. and what the what like the umbrella had done with like the tents and stuff, mm-hmm. like tenting it up. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. And then just kind of yeah. like, you know, like thinking of Resident Evil 7, base game, and then thinking of the future DLC of of End of Zoe, like right. that time jump kind of the couple weeks later.
2: I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Did anyone else think Joe is really funny? Cause I did. Oh, come on! Hilarious. he's like, come on. Yeah, he's like, yep. such and- so good. He ain't afraid of nothing, man.
0: Yeah, so as I mentioned it before, you're picking up different critters like centipedes and crawdads yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. and when you eat them, like when he just goes he just rips it in half, shoves it in his mouth. Not bad. And yeah. it's just like you you have so much personality yeah. to you. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a blast It was playing. just a was
2: weird it? left turn. I didn't know what this DLC was about. Yeah. And, and just I yeah. found out I was punching stuff. I was like, yep. whoa, this is awesome. Yeah, I had, it had no worked. idea.
0: Yeah. Until, it, yeah. until I experienced it, I had no idea that I was going to be punching
1: just stuff. Just brawling against the boss it was so fun, dude. Yeah, He's got this eyeball staring at you.
0: Mm-hmm. And it yeah.
2: VR. And
1: it was super intense. You're just like,
0: punching. Uh, so good. And... Honestly, I think this only added to the charm. So there are there are doors, or basically barricades with yellow X's across them. Yeah. And the only way to get through them is if your poor Joe just hitting them with your yeah. fist. Like You just have to keep banging on these mm-hmm. barricades mm-hmm. until they blow open. And it felt more like some sort of 3D brawler yeah. uh, than what I would traditionally expect. Yeah. It's from-
2: like a Resident Evil beat him up almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and I don't know if you guys felt this way, but uh, I was mentioning to... To my girlfriend, who was watching me play, I was like, "This is really perfect for the length of this totally. DLC. I don't know if I'd want to do a whole game of this, yeah, right. Uh, but I do think for this size, it's
1: it's absolutely yeah. perfect and just a nice little bow. Like all the band footage DLCs. Like if you look at all the DLC for Resident Evil Seven, like yeah, it is so much, and mm-hmm. they are all so different. Like they just took so many chances. There's the one where you have to play like blackjack." There's like the the birthday party one There's like a horde survival mode one like So I haven't done the band footage yet oh, So I've yeah, just neither done Not a Hero
0: and End of Zoe
1: They're really good Yeah, And they're just little slices and a little, little bit more context little Story, A yeah. little um, different
0: I will say this though uh, I think I finished Not a Hero in an hour 40 Yeah, And I finished <coughs> End of Zoe A little quicker than that uh, At the end of Not a Hero I was like Okay that was really short but it was free Yeah with End of Zoe, I was like, boy, you know, I try not to get hung up on, on, on length. It's more about the quality of the experience. But yeah. for $15... dollars 15 a lot. 15 a lot for mm. as quick as you go through that. It's yeah. hard for me to imagine you not playing End of Zoe in yeah. a very brief one sitting period yeah. of time. And, like, I, I don't know. I think that whole thing would be easier to swallow if it was, like, $8 or $10 yeah. Or, yeah. or less than Definitely. that.
1: I mean, they, they kind of alleviate it with the gold edition for people that have not right. bought Resident Evil, but for people that bought it early like yeah. that kind of hurts mm-hmm. i i think it's also rough because
0: in my opinion it's the better of the two yeah and you know if i had to recommend one over the other paygate baby end of zoe um so with both DLCs, you, you kind of have a lot of uh, bows tied on the Resident Evil 7 story. Mm-hmm. Where do you want Resident Evil to go from here? And this is something that we talked about uh, when we talked about Resident Evil 7, when it came out, what your thoughts were on it. Um, but now that you've had some time to process, now that you've had some distance away from Resident Evil 7, and now that you've kind of played everything that they're going to give you,
3: yeah. uh,
1: what do you want? I would love... Another first person, Resident Evil. So okay. Resident Evil 8, I would like it for it to be first person. And I would like it... I mean, they, you know, you always run into this problem with sequels. Is like, oh, we gotta have more action. We gotta have more. More of everything. And it's like, you can get into trouble with that. You know, that Resident Evil 5 did that to 4. F- uh, 6 Sixth, did it to 5. Yeah. It's like they keep adding more, and it devalues it. So it's like they have to find a perfect balance of the pace, like... Resident Evil 7 playing as Ethan. Resident Evil 7 playing as Chris. Find a nice middle ground there somehow, you know? Like, I really liked the white molded in yeah. Not a Hero. Yes. Having to switch the ammo. Yep. Making that ammo really rare. Mm-hmm. It yep. taking a while to switch over to it. Yep, I totally like, agree with that. Definitely on to something there. Uh, when you, you know, there there there's... I just, I imagined so many places in my head. It's like, dude, if you take this away from the farm, if you go to, like, some crazy hospital or like you know no like no base or something or just put it in a- another location but finding a middle ground between the pace and the action of not a hero and the base game yeah um so
0: <laughs> something that end of zoe taught me and we we kind of touched on this earlier is how awesome i think it is to develop New stories, new people to get attached to within the Resident Evil universe. I thought yeah. the Baker family was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I really liked Ethan's story, uh, and I really, really liked Joe Baker a Love lot. Joe we Baker. talked mm-hmm. about how hilarious and fun he was to play as. Yeah. Um. And so I really think going forward, obviously, you have this huge legacy to do with Resident Evil yeah. that a lot of people care about and are invested in. I still think you can make good on that while kind of. Following the example that Resident Evil set of introducing new characters. Mm -hmm. Um, What I would like to see... So before I appeared on this podcast, I just finished up episode 2 of Resident Evil Revelations 2 on Switch. And I'm having a great time with that. Mm -hmm. I think I would love to see kind of like a a, a switch off. It's like, okay, this year we're we're doing Revelations. It's going to be smaller. uh, Even episodic I'm okay with. uh, Where you're playing as characters that you know in a style that you're familiar with. And you're getting crucial story components revealed to you. And then the next mainline Resident Evil we're going to go off and we're going to do some big bold yeah. changes with different characters is that something that you would feel okay about
1: yeah I mean Resident Evil 2 Remake is next mm-hmm. you know I, I've said this so many times where it's like you're in such a nice position as Capcom at like this this franchise is in the best possible place right now you have first person with the new the newer games you have the third person with Revelations and that's kind of a callback to 4, 5, and 6 And Resident Evil 2 Remake has the possibility of being fixed cameras, so it's like, you can have all of the eras of Resident Evil in development, coming out, you know, Mm -hmm. one at a time, like, it is perfect. You can do it all. You can appease every type of Resident Evil fan there is, Uh, and I think that's special, I think that's really awesome. I got two questions for you. Uh, The first question is,
0: do you think the Resident Evil 2 Remake will give us new information in regards to the universe? Mm. New info new info. Do you think there's going
2: to be Hmm.
0: Either as we're going through the game as we know it we find new information Or there's gonna be a little bonus in there. What if they
2: add stuff to connect with six more?
1: Oh my gosh
2: Like you there's like some file and it says like Simmons in it.
1: I'm hoping because Wesker is dead he's live in two and like he's manipulating Ada from the shadows mm-hmm. I'm hoping there's a little more there where him like at the computer yeah, talking to Ada like, or if you, could, if you could throw in Wesker a little nod that'd be really cool and I don't
0: think that's it I could see that happening it's not I even outlandish yeah it's not even outlandish
1: cause one legendary added yep. um Lisa Trevor in Lisa Trevor and and that, that whole was plotline great. yeah awesome it was super
0: good it was good. All yeah. right, uh, Brad. Mm. I'm gonna throw this at you. Mm. Uh, so, and I'm gonna use one of your favorite series as an example. Okay. Something that I hate to see. So we're talking about it, and we're like, man, okay, they can go all of these different. They can they can serve multiple people at the same time, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an ideal world. We see a lot of times where companies try to take and expand series or cater to different audiences, and they just end up failing all of those directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, what a series needs most is focus. Uh, there's definitely been times with Kingdom Hearts where I'm like, I feel like I am <laughs> in a sea of filler yeah. with like little tidbits thrown in here and there, Absolutely. and I just want I want the meat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Brad. Do you think that you're worried about that with, with Resident Evil? Resident with, Evil? with the current direction that Capcom is going, do you, do you trust them?
2: Yeah. Dude, like, that, it went off the deep end already for me. With <laughs> RE6, it was already... It went crazy. That was it, dude. Hmm. That was it. When the guy turned into a dinosaur, at the end, I was like, okay. Simmons. Who cares about you? What is going on? Why am I even here? This is done. That fight That is was terrible. it, dude. That was it. But, I was out. Yeah. But that... Oh, my
1: God. I'm, obs- I'm sorry. I'm freaking out about how good the lore is of Resident Evil. Because, like... That is the old way, right, of, like, bio weaponry of of bio, biotech and BOWs of, like, these large-scale crazy mutants that can be dropped in. Nemesis, Mr. X, like, drop in, destroy everyone in its path. Yeah. Versus now Seven and, like, our current climate of, like, in the shadows. Like, Evelyn is all about, like, mind control, you right. know? Controlling people from the shadows, controlling them, and, like... That, expanding on that idea in Resident Evil 8, these monsters that are
2: way more, like, manipulative intelligent. and intelligent, like, that is so cool. Yeah, because Jack, love that. Jack's kind of, like, the nemesis of that game. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. he's chasing you throughout the yeah. whole game. He's busting through totally. walls. There are
1: still those big monsters, but, like, Evelyn is the prized possession of yeah. everyone out there. Like, that is a game changer to the B.O.W., like, climate. Yeah. So all these people vying for her tech is such a cool thing. Where if you have all these organizations like battling for that, oh, it's so cool.
0: In <laughs> this is something that I think Resident Evil has tried to do multiple times, where they've tried to make sort of these these bio super weapons have have a more personal take. Uh, I think you even see it a lot in six, but I think seven accomplished it much, much, much better with the Baker family, mm-hmm. where they were showing how. what is going on affected them so much as a family and all of the the trauma that they went through, and I think Mm -hmm. Zoe was a good conduit for that, like her talking to you and explaining the situation and explaining kind of the hell that she's going through, and I loved that. I Mm -hmm. loved... I think part of the fun of Resident Evil is unraveling the conspiracy, but I think that unraveling that conspiracy is so much more meaningful when you can actually see it having an effect on people. Yeah. And so I hope that that is something that they do even better than they did in 7 in Resident Evil 8. Absolutely. Um,
1: Good times. Good times. Good times to be a fan.
0: All right. Let's get nuts. Let's do one more. Wait, this is... We've been going on for a long time with this Resident Evil conversation, and that's okay, because this is a Brad and Huber episode. But, uh, (laughs) Huber, this is something you've talked about a lot. And I think maybe you've just planted the idea in my brain. Do you think there's going to be a remake to demo? When is it going to show up?
2: Oh, dude, here we go.
1: (laughs) Okay, it's always a good thing now. Like, the Resident Evil 7 train is done, you know? So it's like hoping for Resident Evil 2... Maybe was ill-advised on my part. As Resident Evil Seven was still going, they didn't want to like distract and take the focus off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that Seven is done, all done, Resident Evil Two remake is the next logical step. They announced it over two years ago. It's been over t- it's been almost like two and a half years. Will there be a demo? I don't know. Uh, man, I don't know, dude. I don't even know. Mm. I don't know. Do I want a demo? Yes. Hubert. Resident Evil has a legacy of demos, which is cool. Yeah. It, is a it has a very of strong demos. legacy It has a very strong legacy of demos. In this current climate, could there be a demo? My odds say no. My heart says yes. I think P.T. Silent Hills really changed the game with what a demo can be if they went down that road of like some standalone Resident Evil 2 type thing. That would be really cool and something I'd be interested in, uh. But will they do the exact same thing they did with Resident Evil Director's Cut and just have the beginning Raccoon City part as a demo? I don't, I don't think so.
2: Yeah, I thought it'd be standalone if they do one. That seems to be kind of their trend now. Yeah, get, that gets get some buzz right there, man. I know. Get some hype going. Like, think of all the hype that came in when that demo came out. I know. Just a little something. Like, even they did uh, the kitchen, right? Yeah. They-, they did something like that too. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of into that. Like, teasing a little. True, they did beginning our demo. They did. It's possible. It is possible. I want to believe. I choose to believe. E3's coming. Six months
1: out. But also, like, the reason I, the only thing holding me back here, the only reason I'm doubting a demo is because they've said how close Resident Evil 2 Remake is to release. They're like, yeah, we've been working on it. It's coming out soon. Like one of the main producers when he was when he was doing an interview with Collider about uh, the newest anime movie, yeah, he was like, yeah, we're also making Resident Evil Two remake, which will be out pretty soon.
0: Yeah, I'm not, and maybe that's true. I just immediately think to Miyamoto saying like, hey, Pikmin Four is on the way. Like, yeah, it's right around the corner. Like, true.
2: Japanese companies just say that. Yeah, I just,
0: (laughs) you know. Well give me give me a date yeah. and we'll talk. Just give it. me a screenshot. We'll th- right. Right. Out. That's the thing is yeah. it's hard to believe the yeah. soon when we've gotten nothing.
2: Well Zero. think about this. You were they announced Resident Evil Seven at uh E three. Yeah. Then it came out what, January? January. It's less than a year. Yeah. I think that's what they're waiting to do when it's like a year away at least, or a little yeah. maybe a little less, they'll drop a bomb on it. That yeah. seems to be their kind of trend now. I think you're right, Brad. I
0: think if you look at kind of how they've been do we, like even Mortal vs. Capcom? Infinite, that's what the Capcom is time between,
1: doing right now. Yeah, I, I agree. Announce it, E3, release it in January 2019.
2: Well, that's gonna be Devil May Cry 5. They're gonna do that with Devil May Cry 5 is coming, man. PSX coming. like saddened me, but also like released me from
1: the pain and torment shackles, yeah. of just begging for Shenmue HD and Resident Evil 2. At this point, I'm like I'm in a zen-like state. Whenever they come. Whenever they come. I'm good. Well,
0: I think it's easy to be in that zen-like state when there's so much good stuff yeah. to play yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Like it's and it's that, hard to... In that... like, Never mind. Spoiler. Here, let's, just, like, let's just wash all of that anxiety about those things that you care about so much away. Like, Dragon Quest is coming, you know? It's easy to forget about that. That was something that we wanted so badly for so long, and now I think we're almost taking it for granted that yeah, it's are. on the way. Absolutely. Um, we're not talking about it on this episode, Ed, but we will be talking about it, I imagine, Quite a bit once it launches. I just want to know from you personally, Michael I'm sorry to put you on the spot during the podcast. Uh, you were not able to play Monster Hunter World uh, PS Plus beta. There's there's a second beta. I can't stream it unfortunately because I'm going be beta Yeah, the 22nd to the 26th th- till 9 a.m. on the 26th for for all everybody. Whether you have PS Plus, Merry or not. Christmas.
2: Yeah, it's like that's Christmas.
0: I just time. would like Ooh. to at least do one hunt with you. I can't stream yeah. it unfortunately because I I will be at a place where I can't. I will physically be unable to stream but uh, I would like to, to I do a hug. pinky swear. You pinky swear. I pinky swear. Live this, on air. Live on air. We've got people this watching. This will go down. This will go down. One. Sometime between the 22nd and the 26th of December,
1: 2017. The 22nd and the 23rd are better. That's Christmas Eve and even Christmas are not good. Better for me, too. Okay. Let's get this. Brad, do you
2: want in on this? I'm not. I'm not pinky. Sw- I'm not pinky. He's not pinky.
1: swearing. I'm,
2: I played the demo right. or the beta already. You did. 100%. Brad
0: already did play the beta.
1: What's true. the giant axe that can turn into a sword and shield? Charge blade. Uh, the charge blade. Yeah. Charge so blade. you've got. You've got. Sign me up. Okay. Charge blade. All right. I'm not even like gonna
2: use any other weapon. You. I'm not what even about gonna the switch axe? Charge blade. We've talked about this. Some people just stick to one weapon. Like, you and me yeah, always yeah. try out new stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some but people are just, like, locked in. Well, oh, that's fine. In. If you want
0: the Charge Blade, I'm gonna get... Locked it. locked in. It's probably, like... It's in, it's an insane weapon. It's really cool. It's really, really, really cool, and you're gonna have a good time with it. I
1: feel like it's a good support weapon, too. It's... it's The Charge Blade is a really good weapon.
0: Uh, it takes some time to get used to. Yeah. Uh, there are some mm-hmm. mechanics with it that you have to deal with uh, that might seem a little strange at first, but maybe you'll just... Click to it right away and it'll be fine. I don't know. Nice. But, uh, hell yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Capcom. Let's do
0: it. Let's do it. Capcom 22nd dude. through the 26th. Doing work. Yeah. I, uh, I want to be excited about Capcom again. You know what is really going to do it for me? What is going to send the message, I think, almost more than anything in a weird way? Like, how good is Mega Man 11 going to be?
2: I hope How it's good really is Mega good. Man yeah. 11 going to be? Yeah. I'm going to choose to believe it's going to be good. Yeah. I choose to believe it'll be good. I choose to
0: believe that it's going to be good. It'll
2: be fun. We'll have a good time.
0: I think we live in an era of video games where we can choose to believe that something is going to be good, and I think we're going to be more often right than we are wrong. Like, it
2: can't be worse than Mighty Number 9. No, it can't be.
0: You know what's so sad about Mighty Number 9, though, is the writing was on the wall for that. We knew. And then it was worse than even
1: the writing suggested. We knew. Yeah. Remember the first screenshot they showed? It was that like two D, yeah, stylized art. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, there was a
0: lot of hope riding on that. That first image, man. We are getting very off track, though. We're forty five yeah, minutes. Yeah,
2: I just the got show. sad. Yeah, I got sad too. It's all right. um,
1: Resident Evil <laughs> Two remakes coming, guys. I can't wait for you guys to play it.
2: Probably seven remakes coming like someday when's too. Time,
1: when's the last time you guys played Resident Evil 2? Two? Yeah, I don't even
2: know how long. <laughs> two, like yeah. actually beating two. I don't yeah. know how long it's been.
1: Two's probably been
0: like.
2: Like 10
1: years, probably, huh?
0: Probably not that long, but like six? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. It's been a long time. Nice, time It's been dude. a long time. For, you, know, I played through, you know what I played through Resident Evil 2 on? I played it on N64. That's what I played. Oh, that's a, that's a heavy cart, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a heavy oh, cart. Yeah. I just noticed it's actually physically heavier. <laughs> that's awesome. I see four carts. Um, because we're talking about Mega Man, uh, I just want to throw this in here. I've been playing a lot of uh, 20XX. It's a game I talked about at PSX oh, Impressions. Yeah. And I don't want to spend uh, too much time on this, but I do want to throw this at you a little bit. So 20XX is this roguelike Mega Man game. That is the way to sell it. It's the roguelike, mm-hmm. more specifically, Mega rogue-like Man X game. Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah. I talked about it during PSX impressions. Yours are perking. Dude. Okay. $15 on Steam? Yeah. If you... If just the very idea sounds good to you. Roguelike Mega
1: is, Man is music to my ears.
0: If that is if that is music to your ears, if you're like Michael Huber, I think it is worth the price of admission for that alone. Dude. So what what it is, and it gets even better, and I think you guys should do a stream, yeah. you can do local and online co-op what? where somebody is basically mm-hmm. playing as ex uh, Nina in... 20XX and somebody else playing a 0, Ace, in 20XX. But they, they are functionally the same. You have Dude. a Beam Saber as Ace. Beam you have saber. a Mega Buster mm-hmm. as Nina. And, uh, yeah, you can play online co-op. And the way that it works is when you do a run, so let's say you've never done a run before. You do a run. Uh, you get thrown into a random stage. There are eight sort of, you know, robot masters that you have to get through. You're thrown into a random stage, and you go through the stage, and... Throughout the run, as you complete stages, the stages will get harder. So you might do one Robot Master stage very early on, and you're like, oh, this is a breeze, you fly through it. The next run, you do that at the end of your run, it'll be significantly harder. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously every time you play, things mix up Mm -hmm. a little bit. That applies to the bosses as well. Um, so, you might fight a boss the first time. There's this guy, is basically like this, this, like, hamster thing in a wheel. He'll fly at you, he'll shoot, shoot circular saw blades. If you fight him very, very early on, you just deplete his life bar, it's gone. If you fight him, like, kind of in the mid to mid-late part of the run, or at least from my experience, he'll split into two forms after you defeat his his health bar. So there'll be two mini versions of him. Sick. You do him at the end... That, the two versions will split into two smaller versions, So you've got, like, all of these these fights are changing and getting harder over time as you do them. When you go through a level, you beat a boss, you get the option of either taking the boss weapon, which is good against one other specific boss, or you can do other things, like, oh, I want currency to buy more items, Mm -hmm. or I want a, a passive buff, like more damage to my regular attack or more damage to my boss weapons. You then get to go and you get to pick uh, who you're going to fight next. You get three robot masters to choose from. They're basically randomly presented to you, or at least that is what it seems. And so if you're like, oh, okay, the boss weapon that I could get here isn't useful against any of these guys, uh, I might pick something else. Or you can decide to yourself, like, okay, maybe that'll be useful down the line and you pick it anyway. So you're constantly making decisions like that your health does not recover between stages. Neither does the energy that you use between uh, for boss weapons. None mm-hmm. of that recovers between stages. And so uh, you know, we got to like we beat like the eight bosses and then yeah. we got to the like final section of the game or the second to last section of the game and we were just running low on resources. Yeah. Um. And so it's really interesting to, to think about that because you don't have that crutch to rely on like, oh okay, you know, we really have to be careful like what it, there are challenge rooms as you're going through and like one of those, th- there's different challenges that you can do in these challenges rooms. It's like, okay, kill every enemy in here really, really quickly. Well, your boss weapons are really good at doing that. But if you use those boss weapons in the challenge room, uh, you're not going to be able to use that for the bosses.
1: When you, when you die though, do you keep your stuff? No, when you die, here's what
0: happens. So there are two currencies. There are nuts, which you can use uh, to buy items and, and stuff like that throughout your run that provide those passive bonuses, but those only apply to your run. Oh. You also collect soul chips. Soul chips. Yes. So when you die, you can go and you can spend those soul chips to unlock three different things. And one of those things are permanent un- unlocks where it's like, okay, I will now be with this upgrade. I will always have this benefit throughout future runs. Cool. Uh, which is really Um useful. How
2: are the designs? I know it's a roguelike. How is like the design of going through a level? Is um, it satisfying?
0: Yeah, so I have a little bit of a mixed feeling on it. Uh, <clears throat> as I was doing the stages, in my beginning experience with 20XX, I was very impressed, where I felt like the challenges that I was doing mm-hmm. were very Mega Man-esque and very satisfying and fun to do. Like, very tricky, timing-based platforming, where it's like, oh, I've got to do a cool dash jump to get through this. Or, oh, there's a secret in there, but I have to get through kind of this this maze of pain in order
1: to get it and it was cool maze of pain maze of pain the problem we trademark sounds
2: like a mega death album I i
0: did quite a few runs and uh i was playing with a i played alone and then i was playing with a friend and we got very far uh and as the stages went on i it was technically different but i felt like a lot of the platforming challenges felt very similar um, and so they did start to bleed together a little bit, mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, this stage doesn't feel that much different from the last stage, there's just a few more enemies, and the the platforming challenges are a little bit more tricky. However, uh, something I will say is because of the random nature of it, you have points where you get extremely excited, like there are these boots, there are these hover boots, and if you tap A a second time in the air, you can just float and that completely trivializes certain challenges. Mm-hmm. And so you have those moments where you get really excited. All of the gear that you get so you can put gear on your head, your chest, your arms, and your legs is color-coded. If you get a fully color-coded set, you get an additional bonus nice. for having that set, which is really, really cool. cool. Um, my other really big complaint, the music is fantastic and I can't overemphasize how good it feels to control. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It is really 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 good i mean some of the platforming challenges they're asking you to do are pretty intense they demand precision you have the tightness needed to do that stuff mm-hmm. which i think is so important especially when the punishment is so hard like if you die that's it your run is over um noise i think in terms of like recognizing what is going on so especially if you're playing co-op right your friend has his basic attacks and then he's got his boss weapon attacks. And then you have multiple enemies shooting out different projectiles as well. There were definitely times where I got hit by something and I was like, wait, I can't even tell where that was coming from. Like, yeah. sometimes you just look at the screen and it's like, oh my god, as- even during boss fights, there are Jeez. a lot of, like, almost bullet hell, Colors, like, yeah, just going things everywhere. going on. And I just... I wish there was a way for them to kind of communicate, okay, this is coming from an ally. I don't need to worry about it. This is coming from an enemy. Mm. I totally need to worry about it. Oh,
2: really? thought it would be like color coordinated or something.
0: Well, it's just you and him are sharing the same screen and it's like, it's not like, yes, he has, like I was playing as Nina. He was playing as Ace. Like, yes, he has beam slashes. But when it came to like boss weapons, right? Like there'd be times where he'd be shooting the ice and it'd be reflecting and that the reflections of the ice would blend in with the boss projectiles. And it just got a little. Oh, I gotcha. It's one of those things where it's like if I were to pause and look at the screen, I could probably parse it out. But in Mm -hmm. the moment where you need to make split second decisions, it can be a little confusing figuring out what's going on.
1: Um, Minor, minor syndrome here. Do you guys remember what the name, please remember the name. There was a, there was like a Metroidvania souls game that was in early access a while back. Do you guys remember the name of this game? Metroidvania Souls game? Yeah, it was like very souls like. It was like early access. We were so hyped on it. Is it, it Ear? E-I-T-R? Maybe. Is it that sort of like sprite based Yeah. It I wasn't should... Sword and Sanctuary or Salt and Sanctuary, it wasn't. No. It was the other one. It was like Metroidvania, it was very souls like, it was early access. Um, it because looks... there's there's Dead Cells, but that's not really Souls like. Maybe Dead Cells, actually. I don't know what you're talking about. I guess
0: I guess there are some Soulsian aspects to Dead Souls. I think Cells. it was Dead Cells actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: I'm sorry. No, it, the okay. Metroidvania, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mega Man style just yeah. made me think about that. Metroidvania and, roguelike. Like yep. they're 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 hot right now, and yeah. I love it. Yeah.
0: Um, Dead Cells though, has that what, came out yet? Dead Dead Cells in my under. So I played Dead Cells when it was early access. I still believe it is yeah. an early access, but okay. I'm not 100% confident. And like that. everyone's
1: super hyped on that one, yeah. right? It's like yeah, yeah. super yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah, that is one that I, yes. Like on yeah, the radar. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. On the ra- okay. yes, definitely that should be on yeah. the radar.
1: Did you, did you play it? No. I think we talked about it. I don't know Maybe all we'll this back. is. Okay. Um,
0: what I like about 20XX though is it's like, yes, it's got this roguelike element. Yes, there are Metroidvania aspects to it, but it's so much more Mega Man than anything yeah. else. Where it's just it's just taking this idea of Mega Man and inserting these other elements to kinda yeah, mix it up. As long people. as it
2: has the flow and movement of Mega Man, that would gotta be a huge advantage. Yeah, do you yeah. guys
1: want Mega Man to go more Metroidvania in the future? Or do you like I more like the
2: designed out stages personally? Okay. Like, Here's the How they th- craft them out, I like. Yeah, but the, never know.
1: The thing with Mega Man,
0: and it's always so interesting when you have a series that's in this position. Um, like, I think when you're so starved for a series like we have been with Mega Man, where there really hasn't <laughs> been a mainline official mm-hmm. Mega Man release since 2010. Like, yes, you could come back and do something crazy, but come back, do the not so crazy thing really, really well. And then go from there. Like I yeah. think about, I think about like MK Nine and MK MKX, right? Uh, where you had Mortal Kombat Nine, which was definitely kind of like a retelling of the stories, re like <clears throat> reestablish your presence. Yeah. And then go from there, and then do different things. Yeah. Um. I don't think everybody has to follow that approach, but I think that would be wise for Mega Man. But I like that I can kind of get these different ideas from independent mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I just envision a Brad and Huber stream of twenty XX and how yeah, much fun. That yeah, it's yeah. going down. Yeah, I mean, it's love gonna happen.
1: Roguelikes.
0: Yeah. And you know, we speak very highly of Rogue Legacy. And <sighs> what I love about Rogue Legacy is I I feel like I've been playing a lot of games where it's like, okay, this is this is gonna take me at least a month to get through, where mm-hmm. I have to play a good amount every day or as often as I can in order to get through this. There have been a lot of those types of games. Uh, I remember Rogue Legacy being like, "I'm gonna be obsessed with this, but I'm gonna play it in like a day," and yeah. that's exactly what I did. Yep. And I feel like Twenty XX <clears throat> has been pretty much the exact same experience for me. Nice, where it'll be really intense. It will be a hard fuck victory to see that and to get through it. Yeah, um, but it's not demanding. Exactly, weeks and, weeks and that's why
1: time. I love roguelikes is because like the diffi- I love that type of difficulty where it's really hard. You know, you have to try the whole way through no matter what. Even when you're buff as hell, like if you die a lot and you keep like, you know, carrying over your roguelike stuff, it's still hard as hell. Mm-hmm. But still the psychological effect of I died, but I didn't waste my time because I still get to carry some stuff over to the next run. I just really appreciate that. Whereas, you know, other games, like I'm thinking of uh I'm thinking of Hand of Fate 2. Where it's like you're doing a run against a boss and the RNG doesn't go your way and you completely lose the fight and you just spent 45 minutes on this run and you don't get anything out of it and that in today's climate of so many great games, so many things to play, it's like I kind of had fun, but now that I lost, like, you kind of just wasted my time for 45 minutes. Like, I don't get to carry anything over. Like, what did I just do for 45 minutes? It's so funny that you bring that up, because I
0: (laughs) I feel like I've been experiencing that recently, and I did experience it with 20XX, where I think when you get defeated in a game, even if you get defeated brutally, as long as you have the sense of, well i could have changed my strategy there are things that i could have done whatever it is whatever okay. however it conjures the feeling of i think i can beat that yeah that's great whenever you have the feeling of oh the numbers just didn't the numbers my way, didn't, exactly. it's the kind of defeat where you just want to put it down yeah. and try something else and you yeah. just feel like oh, that wasn't in the cards and i just wasted my time mm-hmm. like that i had the deck was stacked against me and yeah Yeah, it's just extremely infuriating, because in 20XX, you were talking about the crafted stages of Mega Man, right? Uh, Going through the eight robot masters of Mega Man, there are usually stages that are going to be harder for you than others, but I think it's because those stages, by and large, are offering different challenges. That's not universally true in Mega Man, but I think the general philosophy is true. In 20XX, I do kind of feel like each stage is sort of asking the same thing of you and then it just has points like, okay, stage six, huge spike. Stage eight, huge spike. And so, you're kind of cruising through the game until it arbitrarily just gets really, really hard. Like, there's not a nice curve there. Yeah. It's just sudden yeah. and very sharp which is disappointing.
2: Hmm. Um, hmm. Would you so, I know for you and me at least I oh, actually all of us love this, but Shovel Knight helped fill kind of that gap for me of yeah. like a Mega Man game kind of mm-hmm would you want Mega Man to take ideas from Shovel Knight? Like, let's say the kind of the world map, and you're going through, you go to, like, somewhere to buy stuff, or, like, instead of just picking all your robot masters, you're going from stage to stage.
0: I think there is something that I like in 20XX that I also like in Shovel Knight that I think would be perfect in Mega Man, where, like you know, you kind of get in the mentality of, like, okay, I'm going through this, what's weak to what? And, you know, the boss weapons have sometimes utility beyond boss fights yeah. in Mega Man, but I like in Shovel Knight getting those different upgrades. Like, having a shot being like, okay, let me let me play around a little yeah,
2: bit. Yeah, like a Zelda item, almost.
0: Right, and... <laughs> You know, you've got, you've got the Rush stuff in, in Mega Man. You've got, like, Rush Coil and Rush Jet. But I think having more tools or, like, you beat a boss and it's like, okay, you can get the boss weapon and that's going to make this upcoming fight or certain sections way easier. But here are other options mm-hmm. that maybe you want to consider instead. I think that could be an intriguing idea as well. Cool. Yeah. Brad, I want to throw something at you about Shovel Knight. Throw it at me. Maybe this isn't fair. I love Shovel Knight. Yeah. I adore Shovel Knight. I've reviewed Shovel Knight uh, given it and the DLC, very high scores. Uh-huh. When I play through Shovel Knight, I always have a good time, but there are, there are sections where I'm like, I wish this was just like a smidge
2: harder. Sure, do I could see that. that yeah, for sure, I could see okay. that. I feel like the game's pretty lenient, especially yeah. when you die. You know, you just yeah. lose money. Yeah. Which, but you don't you don't have to reset usually the whole stage is what I'm saying. Yeah. And especially when old Mega Man games like you die, that's it. You gotta do it all over kind of thing. Right. But yeah, I think. First, this is their first kind of game, you know, doing that. I think they'll learn a lot from their, I mean, they've clearly learned a lot from their DLCs, Mm -hmm. like, especially Specter Knight DLC was fantastic, so, yeah, I think they'll (laughs) tweak up, tune up a lot of that stuff.
0: Brad, you've got a game that uh, I've had absolutely zero desire to play, haven't played, hero played, did not like, you played through the Battlefront 2 campaign. Oh, yeah, (laughs) I forgot about this. Uh, (laughs) I think this is a lot right there. Yeah, Um, yeah. Maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit. No,
2: no, no. no. I mean, that's a fair statement. Uh, so I just want to apologize to Joel as we
1: we dive into this discussion. Why Joel, are we apologizing to Joel? Joel went to the Easy Allies
2: meetup. Oh, is that the guy that was mad at you for like Battlefront? He's a big fan of Battlefront. Yeah. He's like, you know. Yeah, I remember talking just, to him.
1: He's, he, he, he feels bad, but he, he just, he was like hurt by our hate. You know, Battlefront. <laughs> there,
0: there's something that I want to clear the air about really quickly, and we've said it before, but I think we could say it again. We love a lot of games. I, I think something that Easy Allies is, is guilty of in the whole is, you know, we do tend to talk positively about games, but because we love games and we're playing them all the time, and we hope that based on what you see, that's enough evidence. But, like, the most important thing is that we're genuine with these opinions, yeah. and sometimes those opinions are going to be sharply negative, negative. And I just don't want to ever get to a point where it's like, oh, you know, we don't want to hurt
1: anybody's oh, God, feelings no. with these opinions. Yeah. and it's I'm just like, saying, sorry, Joel, we're going to shit on Battlefront right now. Like, it's going down. <laughs> right, exactly. It is going down. And you know what? I don't think it is.
0: Joel doesn't mean I don't oh, want to talk to Joel. Man. I don't care if, if there's a game that I hate and you love and vice versa, that's totally fine. I had a conversation... Uh, on Twitter, uh, with somebody that was like, you know what, I think Final Fantasy Fifteen is total dog shit, and here's why. That's the whole point. It's a conversation. These talks, whether we like something, don't like something, it's not yeah. law. I get really, really sick of this idea that there is a correct opinion on video games. Yeah. That, you know, if somebody gets on this podcast, they're like, hey, I don't think Nier's very good. Yeah. I want that opinion. That's an interesting mm-hmm. opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. They're not being fake it's something they don't understand is just don't like the game yeah. and, and also
1: just because you don't like it right doesn't mean it's bad doesn't mean it's bad it doesn't mean it's bad doesn't mean it's bad yep and
0: man it just if that is how you're going to present yourself if you're going to treat your world as law IGN though is law IGN is law that's yeah. true true yeah whatever they say is law. Is law. yeah Brad, we're getting off topic. We're, I'm going on. Oh, that's okay. Fucking I mean, it's, it's not brand. a game I'm like
2: burning to talk about necessarily. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Hit me with Battlefront 2.
2: Uh, so people know I am a big Star Wars fan. I was like, it's the campaign like many was missing from the first game. We're all like, why is there no campaign? Whatever. 2, they make good on it. They're kind of like, uh, I think they're kind of like delivering it. Like, aren't you glad we made a campaign for 2 now? Is that is that right? That's the kind of pressure I got from this. Mm-hmm. It's just boring, dude. So boring. I was just bored, man. Like, so I boring. love Star
1: Wars, man. So more, I just don't understand how DICE can make such boring campaigns. I think of Battlefield 3, which was just like a, a level horde mode type thing. But then in Battlefield 4, they did a full-on campaign. And it's just this, like... You're you're just going through shooting galleries, you know. You're going down these paths with no stakes, no context. People are just coming out of like monster closets, just like running towards you, not even shooting. Just the worst AI possible.
2: Yeah, it was pretty bad. What's, like, I think
1: what's so upsetting about it is
0: how painfully like it is the it is the definition of empty calories. Like uh, I've played through. The Battlefront Three campaign, and pretty much like I, I started the Battlefront Four ca- or Battlefield Four campaign, didn't want to continue because yeah. it's just it's just nothing. There's, There's not even enough nothing. there. There's not even enough there to get like sufficiently mad about. Yeah, it is. It is turn your mind off. You will not challenge me in any way. It is like I can get through all of this by like impulse and muscle memory. Yeah, like just play with me a little bit. A little bit. Just
1: play with so me, or a at little least bit. make the story awesome. Yeah, the right. game
2: like attempts to have you connect with these these mostly these two characters i, I just say care i don't remember their names anymore i didn't versio <laughs> i versio which one was that was that the girl yeah the, who you play as in the meantime yeah, yeah like her whole relationship like uh working with her father who's uh high up in the uh, uh, admiral um, yeah admiral in the empire army then them just kind of being like oh well, this is bad they're hurting our people like You've done bad stuff for probably years. You have no problem with plants blowing up. As soon as you see some civilians on your planet getting off, they're like, no, nah, man, this sucks. Blah. Yeah. Kind of thing like that. And dude, what there's I a know part is, where you play as Luke, okay? I was just going It's early. It. How do you and fuck Luke, this up? Luke has the most jacked up face I've ever seen. I saw his face bent, and I was like, how did they do this? How does he look like this? How can you mess this up when you have such a talented team? How Looks do you mess so this up? so bad. There's you know nothing like him. Do you know
1: what you do as Luke Skywalker? You stand in a cave attacking tiny little bug spiders that crawl around. There's That's all yeah, you do. Well,
2: you fight some stormtroopers at the beginning. It's not great, but there is a part where you def- there's someone is like working on something and you defend them, then it's like weird bugs, and it's like, that's not really what I want to do, you know, as Luke? Right. It's not what I want to do. I don't want to hit like stupid bugs. Just ah, uh, just Missed opportunities. A story. I like that they try to tie it into After Return of the Jedi. That's all kind of cool. And cool they show premise. they show the Battle of Jakku, which is like a thing that's in the movies they reference. And it's in the first battlefront, there's a map for it. But even like the the shit levels, I was talking to you about this. I was like, oh, it was kind of cool at first. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's not, it's not like um, Rogue Squadron, but it kind of yeah. gave me a little vibes because it's been a while since I've flown through that. But even that's boring. Yeah. Like, we were talking about how they're like, we got, uh, we got TIE Fighters coming in. Yeah. Then you get rid of those TIE Fighters and, like, got more TIE Fighters, more tie fighters in. coming in. More TIE Fighters, the objectives, you know, and I think of, like, Call of
1: Duty, like, sure, the objectives in Call of Duty are simple, but I still can get behind them, you know? You're, you're like, right. in the <laughs> trench, you're shooting Nazis, and your guy is, like... We got to get to that tower. Like, get up to that tower. There's an urgency. Yes. You know what you're doing. There's an objective. It's like, all right, got to get up in that tower. Then you get up in the tower, and it's like, you know, our, our troops are getting annihilated. Like, snipe those guys over there, and you're, like, sniping and stuff. They, like, set up these scenarios and objectives that have a sense of urgency and that are fun to get behind, not just shoot the TIE fighters. Right. Exactly. Shoot more TIE fighters. Exactly. And it's, like... It's, it's fine if your
0: objectives are simple, but... Yeah. The, so I did. I played Battlefront Two. They for having EA access, whatever the hell it is, Origin, yeah. some stuff. Or you, can, you can play it early. You can play yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like three missions early. And I, the last mission I did was the the ship one. And I was so excited because I'm like, okay, this kind of feels cool. That it looks gorgeous. Um, but you're right, Huber. When you say when you paint the targets on the thing and you just go shoot the tie fighters. That has to have some sort of flow to it. You can't Mm -hmm. just be like, okay, now we're going to go here, we're going to do this, now we're going to go here, we're going to do this, and it's like you're just doing the same thing over and over, whereas what I have played of Call of Duty World War II, I think about the objectives I'm doing, get to this point, kill this thing, hold off this area. It works because those sections are extremely brief, and there's exciting things happening in between. Okay, I'm going through this town. I'm rushing. I'm I'm going through this this hail of gunfire. Uh, this this bell tower is crumbling down around me. Okay, I got through that somehow. Like they're setting the scene, whereas I feel like. In Battlefront 2, they're taking these scenes at face value. Mm-hmm. They're not throwing in that little spice in between to be like, this is interesting, this is cool, this is our take on these space battles that mm-hmm. you already know about. I feel like it's just kind of relying on that knowledge that you have of Star Wars fights and, and presenting it in the most vanilla way possible.
1: And the the cutscene, or uh, the, anytime you get real character development, is usually a cutscene in Battlefront. And I want to talk about that. Sure. is It'll go to the cutscene and take you out of it, Whereas I really appreciate those moments in Call of Duty, when you're in control, you're in the game, and people are talking, and, and right. you know there's banter and there's character development that way, rather than, all right, cutscene. Okay, now you're back into meaningless objective. Right. Cutscene. Obje- you know. Yeah. I, I think it's important. It's a subtle little thing that keeps
2: me invested. Yeah. I mean, the game attempts to add in some variety. Of, there's submissions where you have to gather intelligence. Mm-hmm. But it's real brief. It's not satisfying. I feel like the game just—they tr- try to do some things right there, but it just never yeah. quite works. So they hope- do
1: the—they do the classic uh, or the the trendy thing now in first-person shooters. You know, the part when you get to the planet and you see your friends being like imprisoned or mm-hmm. whatever. Where, you know, there's a section where you're walking through and you get to, like, take in all the scenery. I feel like a lot of shooters yeah, are doing that now. Walking, walking through, that, like, yeah. the
2: Empire stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: But, but it just, like, didn't work. I wasn't connected to any yeah, of it. I didn't it. connect
2: to any of it, unfortunately. But okay. yeah, Brutal game.
1: That's I mean, it's... I,
2: <laughs> brutal, brutal game. The campaign wasn't brutal for me, but oh. it was just... It was just boring. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, like, Whoa! or anything like that. I just... I was so apathetic about everything. Right,
0: exactly. And I think that that perfectly sums up my feeling as well. Yeah. Where I just just didn't care. Which is disappointing cuz we all want a rad Star Wars game. We want that.
1: We all want it. Brad, we
0: want it. What's what's kind of disappointing to me is I feel like we would take a good one. You know, I don't You're right. We would I think we would not only take a good Star Wars game, we would overvalue it. Like mm-hmm. I don't even think we need something truly great. It's just well, we had one in the works.
1: Everything two about- in the works. We had two in the works, and they're gone now. Cool. We had two in the works, but single player is dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Let's move on. What a bummer. Let's move on. Sorry, Let's move on. I shouldn't have brought up Battlefront. No, <laughs> no you should have. I you feel should've. sad.
0: You should have <laughs> because it's it's one of those things where I. Felt a little bit guilty where I'm like, okay, maybe maybe I'm being too harsh on a game, on this campaign that I haven't played through. But man, I really felt like I got a good sense of within those three missions that I do not want yeah. to play any more of this. And you know, we have the reviewer, and it's nice to be able to get this outside perspective and be like, hey, I played it too.
2: I finished yeah, all yeah. The missions, and I thought it was. I cool. mean, I hear people's opinions, and I take them. I take them face-to-eye. I'm like, yeah, okay. Huber's uh, Huber's not lying to me or anything like that, but I like to try things out for myself sometimes. Just You know, because sometimes you agree with people, sometimes you don't. Yep. And it's Star Wars. Yeah, and it's Star Wars. I love Star Wars. mm, uh, eh.
1: Playing as Darth Maul and Kylo Ren,
2: though. (sighs) Feels good. Yeah. Yeah, Feels real good
1: playing as those two dudes.
2: Yeah, that's cool. But But, it's not enough.
1: Not enough.
0: I mean, I, I kind of want to go into talking about why playing as Jedi in Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy not only felt good, but was presented in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. But let's let's move on. Let's talk about <laughs> what I'm really excited to talk about and something we've talked about twice uh, on this show. And I'm hoping twice. that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, oh. we'll talk about it twice. twice. Uh, Divinity original sin Oh, shoot. Two. Dude,
2: I didn't even talk about that many times. Sorry. Yeah, no. The I could talk about something The worse. review
0: that, like... Is not done yet. That I'm hoping by the oh, time okay. this publishes is done. If not, therefore, soon after. But anyway, uh, Brad, I've got things that I've wanted to say about it. I've been playing yeah it, uh, quite a bit this week. But you just started. You've played. Uh, you said about an hour and a half.
2: Yeah, just like the tiniest chunk of this game, probably. Right. Yes. Uh, do I do don't chunk. have a lot of experience with games like this. Growing up, like sure. oh, these are a lot. These remind me of like a lot of the PC RPGs. I didn't really have a PC growing up, so I missed, like, games all like this, so me playing a game like this is kind of me learning them for the first time almost, I'd say. Yeah. And this just still happens to be a game that is extremely deep. Yes, it's extremely deep. So, oh, man, like, when I started up this game and I just looked at the character creation, yeah, I was, like, intimidated. <laughs> Yeah cuz they're like here here's all these pre-made characters you might want to try these out but if you want to make your own character you can do that but you might totally screw it up. Sure. I'm like holy crap I love that you're giving people this much freedom. Yeah. which I love cuz there's people that love that kind of stuff but someone like me who's new to this I'm like I mean, just take that character you made for me real quick.
0: Yeah. Um here's the thing for me about complexity in games and and failing in games and getting something yeah. wrong in games uh there there are multiple examples that I could bring up but the mark of a really great game to me is... it. And I've ma- I've made so many stupid mistakes in Divinity. Yeah, yeah. Been,
2: I'm qu- sure I've already save, made some. Just
0: F5 the shit out of that quit game. Quicksand? Oh, no, hitting. I've
2: been... The game, I think, told me to save often.
0: Yes, just, like, every time you're about to talk to somebody,
2: fight something, go super Yeah. New, this just game, hit F5. You will make stupid mistakes. This gives you the impression that you're going to screw up a lot, yes. and you're going to die.
0: Yes, and you will screw up a lot, and... I think I've spent most of my time being like, okay, I think okay, I understand this now, I understand this now, but I, I'm not I'm not quite like in tune with it, you know, where you mm-hmm. feel like you understand how a game is speaking to you and you yeah, feel yeah. like you can kinda take on any challenge. I feel like I'm just getting to that point. But to me, the mark of a brilliant game is when I am so overwhelmed, I'm so intimidated, and I am making a bunch of stupid decisions where I feel like not only are you Am I failing? And you're taking me down a path. It's not just a stone wall. Like there are interactions that I'm having through my failure, mm-hmm. but that I feel like I have so many tools at my disposal that even though I don't quite know how to play this game optimally, I feel like I have like three or five or ten different options yeah. of what I can try next time. And so yeah. learning becomes so much fun when you feel like you have. So yeah, many tools I like. At your I
2: disposal. feel overwhelmed, but I'm having fun learning it. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah.
0: And I, I think when you talk about big... Complex RPGs, uh, a lot of the things that, that, that's very frustrating about them is the way that they started is just so mundane and limited. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Divinity, you start out as a prisoner. You start out getting to learn and talk to people with interesting stories that are immediately intriguing. Uh, and then you you start out just trying to escape. Like, there is so much happening immediately in that game. Yeah, right it doesn't waste mat. a lot of time. I thought it was
2: like a Frankenstein monster when I started it because you're, like, on some weird table in a yeah. lab or something like that. Yeah. I was like,
0: cool but I'm not trying uh, to put words in your mouth no, what has that beginning I mean, experience been like for you uh,
2: so the beginning you start on this this boat Yeah, you're a prisoner I believe are they, are they locking up like, mages they said or something sorcerers, like that yeah. sorcerers so Excellent. you have like, some weird like, collar around your neck <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of going through the ship someone died on ship and they're figuring out what's going on uh, there's some people on the boat talking to characters who I assume were characters you're going to recruit because I did recruit one of them like that kind of setting that up which is cool then there's this old lady mm-hmm. who just goes nuts and like these dudes explode and then some giant sea things attacking me i don't know what the hell's going on like there's tunnels going like breaking through stuff there's like a, a room i got a key for Dude, it's cool. You can, like, break doors down. You yeah. can break doors So down. the doors... Uh, in do- in, in there one, There was dudes behind favorite. a door, so I just broke it down and they started fighting me. It was awesome.
0: The thing you have to be careful about, though, is, like, while that is an option available to you, as you're breaking down a door, you're hurting the durability of your weapon. Yeah. And that sort just of like, stuff
2: as well. Just, like, I'm, like, figuring out all that kind of stuff as I'm yep. learning around. I got the... The thing that lets you talk to... Animals. Yes. I was like, dude, There's, this is oh, awesome. It's so good. And it's cool because I was talking about dog. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, like, that's kind of maybe how a dog would talk if yes. we could understand it.
0: Yes. Okay, so the voice acting in this game is incredible. It's really good. It is so good. Uh the you're totally right, Brad. When you're talking to not not just dogs, but whether yeah. it's chicken or mice or cows. They try to, the way that they enunciate the words, the little tics that they have, are like, yeah, a squirrel would probably do that, but it's a convincing performance. It's mm-hmm. not just a joke. They don't just rest on the yeah. novelty of, like, oh, yeah, the rat in the prison probably would see those things in those other cells. Like, you, I don't know. It's they just crazy. It's, this is a Kickstarter a game, right? this, yeah, is, a this Kickstarter? is a game that was, yep. Crazy. Yep.
2: Like, crazy. could be the best Kickstarter game that I can think of right now.
3: It is, it is absolutely
2: phenomenal. I put, I put Banner Saga up there, but... I, oh, okay, I haven't played Banner Saga yet, so I don't is, know. But Divinity is crazy. Yeah. For sure. Uh, we actually picked the same class. We You yeah. mean, like, somehow just made the same thing? We Well,
0: I picked the the character that I'm playing as the template that he is. Well, what I meant beast. is, like,
2: we had the same idea. Okay. Like, I was like, I'm going to be a rogue. I found out you picked a rogue. Yeah. Oh, the the, the, prince. What's the prince. The red prince. The red prince. We made him uh, both uh, fighters yeah. for some reason because we're like... Yeah, this guy's a cool lizard. They want him to fight up close. That's awesome. Right. I was surprised we both did that.
0: Yeah, it's... I'm curious who you pick as your your third and your fourth, um, because that is a very important Mm -hmm. decision. And how you tune your party over time, because the way that you start out, you know, you're limited with the amount of abilities that you can have. And so, you know, you might... Struggling to heal might be a big deal until you... Either get a healer, somebody who can heal, or you tune the mage that you have more in that direction. Um, but like getting more abilities, like I got, to, I I made somebody a, a ranger essentially, an mm-hmm. archer, yeah. and at first they were okay, but they were they weren't very well protected, and I didn't have a lot of huntsman skills. As I got those skills, and I kind of expanded what they could do it's just like okay i'm raining down death from above I'm, I'm yeah doing all of these really really cool things with these classes and it's just I, I feel like every time i play that game for hours at a time i feel like there's this new facet that is opening up to me
2: there was a ton of interesting classes too yeah there was like people There, there was something with a trident that can use like a like a weird tentacle arm or something like that i think for yeah. one of their moves it was just Sick. a really creative amount of classes you could pick right. from and I guess you could, like, make your own classes. I looked up online, people were, like, making spec, like, someone made, like, a Death Knight kind of class or something like that. So cool. Yep. Like, the amount of freedom this game gives you is insane.
0: It is. Um, and I think, I think freedom only matters as much as it is contextualized, and I think that is something, a point that I'm at in Divinity right now. So I'm at, I'm at the I can progress on to chapter five. I've done everything that I need to do in chapter four, but I don't want to because there's still so much Must, for me yeah. to do in chapter at the end of chapter four. There are seven chapters total, I believe. And uh, Huber, you care a lot about about context and freedom, and I wanna just describe to you how well this game presents both. So whether you're doing a huge quest or you're doing a small quest, there are options that you have to get through them. These options might just come down to Hey, how good you are you at persuading people? Did you pump points into that? Do you have a character that is good at talking to people? <coughs> You'll see dividends here. Or are what is your background? Are you dealing with nobility? If you're a noble, you're going to have options that you wouldn't otherwise have. Or do you have a spell? You you have this you have this ability, this sorcerer ability where you can talk to the dead? Do you need to solve oh, cool. a mystery? Go to these corpses, talk to their ghosts, like So great. There're just so many different paths that you can go, and I feel like there are a lot of times where it's like, okay, do you want to you want to help these guys or do you want to help these guys? And it's like, there are strong cases on both sides. It's really, really interesting. But that also extends to the main story as well. Sometimes I get frustrated in big RPGs where it's like, okay, the side stories are really cool and I'm getting a lot of context from my characters, but the main story is kind of funneling me down this path. It's not very interesting. There are not a lot of deviations. In... Divinity Rigelson too. So he's at a he's got these source collars on him mm-hmm. that he's trying to remove. There are so many different ways that you can get to those collars. So many different people, so many different factions that you can talk to, so many avenues for you to just take off those collars. When you get Kind of when you escape fort joy and you get past that you go to a place called reaper's coast and that area is just absolutely huge and packed with stuff you need to learn how to unlock your sorcerer powers there are so many different people that you can talk to to unlearn how you <laughs> develop those powers and all of them have their own really well written really well contextualized stories but at Reaper's Coast, something I was a little bit worried about is I liked my companions. My companions had stories, but my companions weren't chiming in all that much. It felt like they were there, but like I kind of had to go out of my way to develop their stories. At Reaper's Coast, as I've been doing things, they've been coming up to me and being like, no, I know this person. So this oh. person that is like continuing on with the main quest... I'm also developing a companion at the same time. There's a personal vendetta for them. So good. They 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 really want to do something. Like I was just about to move on, and the Red Prince was like, no, like I've got unfinished business here. And so That's so cool. Because was... in
1: one, the companions were like avatars, right? They didn't really have
0: So my experience with one is limited, but that was kind of the compression impression that I got where you were just kind of this, this blank slate and the people that you were interacting with didn't have as much yeah. going on as they do in 2. That's why I, I could be out of very it. wrong about that. I
2: need yeah, to they, play more of 1. They but. seem like they have a lot going on for what I've even talking yeah, to the Red that. Prince, he was hinting at like, his kind of backstory and stuff like that already.
1: Right. It's so hard for me to like... It, it's so intimidating because I know like that <laughs> always freaks me out in games because I'm such a completionist. Where it's like... Like you were saying about removing the color, right? You can talk to so many people. And it's like, I'll go, and I get to a town, and I want to talk to everyone, and like I'll talk to someone, that person will give me a quest to take off the collar, and then I'll go to another person, and that person will also give me a quest to take off the collar. And it's like, who do I choose here? With? Here's something <laughs> that Divinity 2 so does, though,
0: that I don't feel like I've touched on yet with on this podcast, is I was worried about that, too, that mm-hmm. you just would be like, okay. like Because you you'll play games where it's like, Man, you're giving me like a bunch of different options, and I just want to do all of them. And like, I have this journal that has all this stuff. In Divinity, I feel like it's presented a lot more organically than that, where you're kind of wandering along, you'll come across the scene, and you'll just, the way that it reveals itself, you'll just kind of slowly get wrapped up in it. Where although there are a bunch of different similar scenes that you could have gotten wrapped up in, you didn't because you went this direction, because you made those decisions that's kind of the path that you're going along cool. and it makes that path more interesting for you yeah. because you're like not even aware that those, those other things are options. Yeah. And I think that is a that lot is more interesting.
1: Sweet. Yeah. It's, that because is some insane design right there. It is, like, it how is, is this...
0: kind of insane design. Yeah. Cause I think it is way less interesting if you just be like, all right, here's your decision. Here's 10 different ways to go. Which one do you want? Yeah. Like that, that feels way cheaper than, Oh, who's this mysterious person? Yeah. Oh, they're kind of giving me a hint. Like, like Oh, you went down an alleyway
1: and right, you saw this guy get murdered right, or something. Right. I'm into this. Right. Like, wow. Just,
0: just kind of very slowly sucking you in and you're not even realizing it. Jeez. Um, that is super, super, super bad. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I really like that I've kind of touched on but like has only been true Brad mm-hmm. please do this <laughs> okay. before okay. you you leave Fort Joy mm-hmm. get the gloves of teleportation just do it just get the <laughs> gloves <laughs> of, teleportation. of teleportation huh Because this is a game where like they'll they'll set up this this obstacle course right that you need to get through and there are, there are a bunch of different ways that you can get through it <laughs> or if you're like wait a minute can I just like teleport my way through this you can uh there was like it's this cool this broken bridge that that led to these horrible void woken monsters that i just like teleported my way across so cool and obviously they've they've designed for that in mind they know how you're going to do some of this stuff but there are definitely moments there are skills that you get and it's not just teleportation it is like oh man i can grow wings because i'm i got this polymorph skill and i can jump on top of this cliff Whoa. or you know
1: Similar situations cool. like that. It's like
2: endless. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just, like, scratching the, the surface of the layers, like, Right. Of a very deep and complex game.
0: Yeah, and to comment on that, and, like, it's it's hard, I think, to... When people are like, hey, I want to play this game, but I'm worried that I'm going to get overwhelmed. It's like, you are. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> uh, yeah. And... I think I would be so bummed out if, and I don't know, maybe I'll get to the end of this and I will be a little bit disappointed, but where I am right now, as I'm moving farther and farther along, I only feel more positive about the game. I only feel better about it, where it's like, you might be overwhelmed for hours and hours and hours, but if you feel the way I do, that investment will pay off. Nice.
2: Well, I'll tell you, I'm very impressed with this game so far. Yeah. I'm very early on, so good sign.
0: There's one last thing that I want to sell both of you. Okay. Uh, Huber, you talk a lot about economy. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'm talking about a game, and you'll be like, how's the economy? And I will go, it's fine, or here's like this one little cool thing about <laughs> Divinity, or uh, about this game that has to do with the economy. I want to tell to you about the economy and Divinity. Um, so, you will acquire... Skill books, as you go throughout, but a lot of the best and most valuable skills that I'm using, I bought, and they weren't cheap. And because I have somebody that I've put some points into bartering in, uh, they that like that's been that saved me hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of gold coins, basically. yeah, and, you also need weapons, and you also you buy you buy armor for your head, your your arms, your legs, your chest. You have an amulet that you can wear. You have two rings that you can put on. You have a lot of armor to buy. This armor, uh, sometimes you just need it for protection. Sometimes it provides magical armor. Sometimes it provides physical armor. But this armor will also give you. Uh, It'll also buff up certain abilities that you have. So let's say you need to cast this spell. You need another point in necromancy. You might want to put on this piece of armor that will bump up your necromancy, but it, it doesn't give you a lot of defense. Mm-hmm. And so with both your cash, when it's like, okay, I want to buy all of these skills. I want to try out all of these things. I feel like I'm really struggling in battle. Maybe this skill will help me. You're also being pulled along uh, with like all of this weapons and armor. Where, like There are times where I will go... Because you can trade with like everybody in the game, pretty much. So you want to go up and you want to talk to people, and you want to be like, what does he have? What do they have? Mm -hmm. Which gives you incentive to go and talk to as many people as possible. It's not just the designated shopkeepers. There are a lot of people that could tell you very valuable things. You want to go up and talk to them, which gives you reason to explore the world, right, And, and get to know people and get to know a place. It's not just that. It's just like, okay, there are times where I'll go to a shopkeeper and I'm like, I want to buy 10 things here. I can buy two. Now I need to go back, and I need to go and do all of these side quests because the money and the things that I get from the side quest are going to be so important. Yeah. Levels do not come easy. This yeah. is not a game where you're going to be leveling up every hour. It is like you will spend long stretches of time slowly getting to that next bump. And, yeah. you know, that, that 10% damage you get from that level up will make a huge, huge amount of difference. And really, to encapsulate this long rambling screed about divinity, that is what I want to say. You brought up design, and that's yeah. exactly the right word. To me... I want to play games and RPGs where it really feels like what I'm doing matters. And I I think from every aspect, whether it's the abilities and classes that I'm picking, the comrades that I'm picking, the choices that I'm making during quests, I feel like all of them, it's getting in my face and saying, this has a huge consequence. And that is a remarkable feat to do. Not a lot of games can do that. We give The Witcher a lot of credit for, for... having really well written quests divinity not only has really sharply well written funny quests but like the the gameplay side the mechanical side also feels like it has a lot of consequence every step yeah away.
2: really solid
1: so cool are you gonna play it yeah okay heck yeah
2: 100 i played one. Oh, I, a little bit quick but... question how does the co-op work in this game
0: um, so I haven't done any co-op oh, in Divinity okay. 2 yet. Okay. And before I publish the review, I've got to do that. And I've oh. got somebody that is, like, just waiting. But, whoa. yeah, i got to. Someone that, in the wings. Someone in the wings. Some professional. Do, do yeah,
1: professional. Yeah,
0: look out. Today. Something was spoiled about the ending for me with co-op that oh. I'm a little bit disappointed about. I mean, oh. like, I, I could have guessed it, I guess, but I don't know. It's just, if you are thinking about playing it co-op, there are so many little quests where I'm like, oh, man, Like imagine having to decide here with two people. Yeah. Um, yeah, co-op seems on the surface like it'll be really
1: good, but I just haven't cool. personally experienced it. Remember when it you get to the end of Streets of Rage and Mr. X is like, yo, join me? Yeah. You, you can say no or yes. Yeah. And if one person says yes, you battle each other. Yeah. So cool.
0: Um, <laughs> but the thing with Divinity is – it would be one of the best games that I played this year if it didn't have co-op. If it didn't have a game creation mode, you could just excise those elements completely. It has a game creation mode. It has a game master <laughs> you know mode where you can create your own like adventures. D&D, dude. You can Jeez. do yeah. Same. It didn't need
3: that. Let's it just know.
1: play d in that. Probably a stretch goal, huh? I bet it was. Maybe yeah.
0: This is this is a review. That like
2: this is a uh, this a is a daunting, daunting review. This is like an insane review.
0: It is a daunting review, and it is a review that <laughs> like because I've taken so long with it, I've had to bump it to to get out other reviews that we could be more timely about. I don't know if I've ever felt so guilty uh, not getting a review out. Not because of how much time it's taken, which is usually the main source of guilt, the main source of guilt for me with divinity is how good it is yeah and i've heard people say things about the end of the game that have me a little bit concerned, and i've heard people say things about the combat um like how it takes too long and, and things like that i've heard reasonable complaints, but the where i 'm at right now, it has only affirmed my my smittenness with it mm-hmm. like I'm getting to a point where I'm like, no, I feel really 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 strong about my feelings and about how good this game is, and I feel like I have ample evidence to support that. Like yeah. There's some games I play Huber that I'm like, maybe this is just appealing to me. I feel like if you can give Divinity a shot, you should. 100%. And and get lost in its it's amazing like complexities. It's it's awesome. 100%. It's really awesome. I Want to know if you pick the Beast storyline? This kind of like, <laughs> Sounds like I rough will. and tumble, like Warlord of the Seas, basically. Hey, dude, that's who dude. I picked
2: that. Awesome. Yeah, I think there's like a, a mercenary. I think that's who I picked. Zoo, bro, In yeah. it for the cash. Yeah. In it for the cash. You have to like kill someone then you find out someone you kind of know, I think. Something like that, dude. Awesome. It's like, whoa! Heck yeah. What a game.
0: What a game. What a game. Huber, you, you've been playing L.A. anymore?
2: Yeah. You were telling me about LA Noir, dude. I never played this. Really? Yeah, Man, never played it. i love LA Noir. Um
1: I got the remaster. Last night I was watching uh, a <clears throat> Definitive Guide to the Mob on History Channel. <laughs> it was like this mafia guy like got out of the mob and it was like this History Channel thing. It was like really really cool, but it got me all like thinking about the past and stuff. So I was like, yeah, "I'm going to throw on LA Noir cuz I want to cruise around 1940s LA." So I did. And that game holds up in some ways but doesn't hold up in others uh visually when it came out the faces were next level they used some crazy facial i've
2: them making a big deal about that
1: they used some crazy next-gen fa- facial technology where when it came out it was mind-blowing like i'll never forget when i first played that game i was living in san francisco and i played all night and like turned it off and then like put some tv on just like a tv show and it w- was freaking me out because the f- the just like the faces of the game look so real and i was watching the show this tv show and i was like dude it looks like a noir it just looks so real <laughs> but there now that stuff doesn't hold up as well visually wow. so there's kind of this you know the faces look really good but like the hair and stuff doesn't so it's kind of jarring a little bit um but I just I really like this game. I love film noir so much. You can play the game in black and white, which is really cool. Um, the store like it's it's basically a cop simulator. You know?
2: Yeah. So you're way in. Yeah.
1: And I think that's so cool. You know, it's it's from Team Bondi, who's not around anymore, but it's rocks. <laughs> it's it's got a rock star vibe. They produced it. Um, you know, like Bully is a school simulator. It's like L.A. Noire, you're you're just a cop. You're working the beat. And I think that is such a cool thing that has not been explored enough in video games is like, so how many times are you a cop or a military guy? But like, this really gets to the root of like being a detective and like searching crime scenes for clues and interrogating people and like trying to see if they're lying or not. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it is really simple when you interrogate people. It's like, they're either telling the truth, which is like, so, so you either think they're telling the truth on things. You doubt that they're telling the truth, but you can't prove it, which is really cool. Or you straight up know they're lying and you can accuse them. And then you have to match it up with the evidence to show that they're lying. Okay. So was- it's like, if I think this guy's lying, but I don't have the proof, I'm going to doubt it. But if I know they're lying and I got the you know, I, I just like that dynamic.
2: Uh,
0: I feel like Hubert, Ellie Noir is a game, I, there's a game that I played through very excitedly, mm-hmm. uh, at the time of release and the angle that it was taking yeah. uh, on storytelling about the, this cop simulation. Yeah. I was so excited about. And for a lot of that game, I was like, this is something different. This is something new. Um, I feel like it is a game that has gotten worse in my mind over time. <clears> and I remember feeling really bitter
1: about it when it ended. <laughs> uh, I forget the ending. I beat it when it came out, but I totally forget everything.
0: I, <laughs> I know you really like mafia too. I yeah. really like Mafia 2, and I, I would like you, I would get so upset when people would criticize the open world. The open world. Because it's like I, I hate it when people insert expectations to a game that is like not trying to create those yeah. expectations. Yep. And I remember also getting really mad about people saying like, hey, there's not that much to do in the world of Eleanor." and I'm like, no, it is it is trying to tell a story. It is yeah. purposefully like one with these individual cases, and two with this main story of Cole Phelps and yeah. kind of what's going on with him. The reason why I, I feel like I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't think I like LA Noir is the case quality was so up and down for me. Where I was, uh, some cases I ended up and I was like, that was incredible. I can't wait to move on to the next one. Yeah. And then somewhere I was like, man, that was really a slog to get through. Whether mm-hmm. it was like, how, like, Finding evidence in the most like, okay, what one little thing did I miss here kind of way mm-hmm. or just the general story that was being presented. And then how they wrapped up the story with Cole Phelps, I felt was like, so jumped the shark, so unsatisfying that like on both fronts, I was kind of disappointed.
1: Yeah. I, again, I totally forget how it ends. Okay. Um, I totally get that inconsistency with the cases. Uh, there's also like side cases that you can respond to when you're driving around. If you get the call. Right can like go and those are always just like opportunities to shoot your gun yep they're (laughs) always just like we got a robbery right like we got a shootout we need backup like i had forgotten that those were in there until you mentioned completely optional um i really like chases in this game okay i think it's one of the best games for legit like foot chases and car chases Like, it feels so good. Just, like, running someone down through buildings or, like, bashing a door open. You're flying by people. You're chasing them down. Then you can, like, hold the gun on them. Like, freeze, you know, as they're running. And a little meter pops up, like, when you're holding the gun at them. And you got to, like, fill that up to to make them stop, you know. You'll, like, shoot one in the air and be like, get get out, you know. Mm -hmm. So, like, those those parts are really cool. Um, I would have liked for it. Like, looking back on hindsight, playing it again, you know, you brought up Mafia 2. I'm glad you did. Mm -hmm. Because I would have liked for this game to have fit somewhere neatly in the middle of a Grand Theft Auto and a Mafia. Like, it really could have used some moments where, you know, you clock out. You, right. co- you clock out, man. You go- Cole Phelps goes home. You have a home. You go- whoa, whoa, whoa. There's not a scene. No, like that it's just end- like on to the Ooh. next, on to that. You're always being. It's linear in design, like Mafia, where it's like you're always being pushed to the next, to the next, to the next. You're always on a case. You're always with like your partner. It's but it like, never some- feels. It never feels quite as focused as Mafia Two did throughout y- its story. It does not. It's yeah. Exactly. It's like epi- It's episodic, kind of in that sense, right. where it's like I really would have enjoyed these moments where you just clock out you go home and we can see Cole by himself to develop his character more mm-hmm. right. you know you go in the fridge you grab a beer or day work they like. totally try to use that angle of his life
0: mm-hmm. in yeah. the story but they do not sufficiently yeah. sufficiently Yeah, it you're out. getting these like
1: war flashbacks and like yeah. it feels kind of like forced in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um at the end of the day I really like A lot of what L.A. Noir has done, and I really hope that Rockstar one day revisits it. I know the the VR cases just came out a couple days ago. It's like seven cases from the base game just in VR, cool, which I think is really cool because, again, the faces and stuff. Um, Team Bondi was making Horror of the Orient, which never happened. It was like Shanghai, 1930s or whatever, which is such a cool time period and such a cool location and place. Again, they went under... I feel like Eleanor was such a great first step into something that could be great. I completely agree Ugh. with you, Huber. Like uh, they were right there, they dude. Were right a there. sequel would be so awesome.
0: It uh, it falls into the same place as Catherine for me, which I know Catherine is a game that, that many people just adore as mm-hmm. is. Catherine is a game where I love the idea of it. I was so excited about it. I devoured it. Yeah. And then was like, oh like this is this is brilliant in so many ways, but I can't. If you got another crack at this, I can just envision what could be. And it's the same thing with *All Alienware. It's exactly what you described, where you just want that sequel. I feel like with the industry that we're in right now, those kind of bold, let's take a step at that, we messed it up a little bit, let's get a sequel, that avenue doesn't really exist. You either get it right out the gate, or you iterate on what came before. Mm -hmm. I feel like having high profile failures that we salvage and turn into something great just yeah. like doesn't happen anymore. Yep. Doesn't happen in a meaningful way.
1: And you asked me, you know, will I take a new Red Dead and a new Grand Theft Auto over in LA Noir 1000 times? Yes, 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 yes. And everybody yes. would. Yeah. No matter what oh, on yeah. any well, not, day of I the week. Say everybody, would. everybody would. Which which is, you know, again, now that Rockstar <laughs> owns this property, it's like do do I personally as a fan really want the entire Rockstar studio to develop an LA Noir sequel? Maybe not, but like another studio, you know, it sucks at Team I went went under because it's like if they got another crack at it, mm-hmm. you know. Do you think
0: part of that is because of the narrative that is being spun with these games that aren't perfect at the gate? Where sometimes like even just whether it's streamers or just some of the articles that I see about Ellen Warren it's like, you know, how how could they mess this up? It took so mm-hmm. long, it was so like it's it's just pinpointing the bad without yeah, recognizing the good. It's, and L.A. Noire isn't... I'm not saying L.A. Noire isn't a game that shouldn't be criticized. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like we have to either elevate something to pure majesty or we have to condemn yeah. it into the ground. I know. And it's like, how is that a healthy environment for anybody? It's not. Like, you can be really frustrated at a game, but if you can't see the good, yeah. like, come on. The reviews
1: for it were amazing, too, when it came out. That game right. is critically acclaimed. Uh, and you know me, man. Whenever these remasters come out, It makes me dream. It makes me like, why is this remaster coming out now? Why is this VR thing coming out now? Like, what are you up to, Rockstar? Are you Mm. making Red Dead Redemption 1 remastered? Are you doing it? You made GTA 5. You made Noir, You released all those PS2 classics on PS4.
2: Let's go, Red Dead. Well, maybe you'll play Okami now. (laughs) That's remastered again.
1: Tragic tale, Okami. Who Who has my Okami out there? Who has your Okami? Somebody stole my Okami, dude. I've got my my what? case. Yeah, he lost it. I got my, my Okami PS2 box. Had the game. I sure didn't just misplace it? Opened it up. It's gone. I don't know where my PS2 one is either. It's gone, dude. Someone jacked it. Rip. Moving it yep. to a bunch of different
0: places <laughs> in a short period of time, like I experienced a few years ago lost in the shuffle there there have been multiple games where i'm like wait where did i put that yeah like is that in this one random storage garage is that at did i mon- sell it right did right. i sell it to GameStop? yes moving a lot of places a short period of time if you have like a large game collection it's kind of terrible there have been multiple times where i'm like i don't know where that is yeah you
2: gotta double yeah. them at home base yeah. home base best you can keep them in iowa yeah keep them in iowa iowa, in iowa attic
0: the, the iowa vault
2: yeah the iowa vault yeah
0: you can't come here unless you have the I, rights to
1: this land. I have these, like, gnarly bins in my house at home with, like, uh, labeled, so it'll be, like, PS3. It's just yeah. all my PS3 games, or so it's, like,
2: Genesis. Yeah, I have a ton of stuff in my garage still. Overloaded. Too much stuff. Yeah.
0: Brad, we were talking about L.A. War. how we'd love to see them take another someone not necessarily them Mm because you know Team Bondi doesn't exist Uh, somebody take another crack at those ideas I brought up Catherine is there a game that you have a lot of complaints with but you would love to see a sequel to
2: yeah when you're talking about Rockstar I just thought of one what was that uh I want a new Thrasher, Skate and Destroy. Yeah! That's what I want.
0: Yeah! So, Brad, Thrasher's one of those games uh, <laughs> that was on, like, uh, a PS1.
2: Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying it was, like, on a jam...
0: Do you ever have those games as a kid where you played a lot of the demo, but <coughs> you didn't play a lot of the full yeah, because yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thrasher was a game that I played a lot of the... No, I actually think I did end up buying Thrasher. Yeah. No, I did buy Gotta Thrasher. Gotta own that,
1: baby.
2: Gotta yeah. own that. Gotta own Thrasher. That magazine, bro? Yeah.
0: I remember Thrasher being really cool, but super frustrating.
2: Yeah, uh, super jank, but yeah. really yeah. fun. It really emphasize more on less uh, craziness of Tony Hawk. You know, yeah. just going nuts, grinding forever, manuals forever. Yeah, Like, much more... Grounded. I guess it would be, like, the version of what Skate was mm-hmm. uh, for back then. It had, like, some cool elements where, like, uh, if you're skating somewhere, to them, like, a cop would come home and, like, tase you. It'd be, like, weird first-person, just, like, weird, goofy ideas like that. You could just, like, bail off your board, and it was, like, a really funny PS1 ragdoll. Yeah. Like, if they tried to make a really serious skate game, they could probably make a pretty rad one.
0: I haven't thought about Thrasher Skate and Destroy in such a uh, long so time. Oh, so much fun, And man. I put you on the spot, and yeah. you just, you crushed
1: Nailed it. Nailed it. You crushed it. Hit the park.
0: Uh, I do have some bad news, though. Rip. And Frame I'm like, trap. And I'm like, amazed, Huber. That was, that was like the last, like, what have you been playing game that we needed to talk about. And I was, hour and 47 hour in. Hour and 47 in. And I was like, wait a minute. We're fine. We're off the hook. And then you said two words together that there's no reason for you to say them. Do you know what they were? No. Gnarly bin. <laughs>
2: gnarly, so bin. gnarly bin? Gnarly bins, yeah.
0: That got us caught in yeah. the frame trap. I want to
2: bring uh, gnarly back more into the vocabulary. Gnarly. I want to play gnarly back more. And uh, bogus. Bogus is fun. You know what
0: you guys reintroduced in my lexicon and now I like go hard at is rad. I say rad it's
1: all
2: rad. the time. So rad.
1: So So rad. It wasn't so I don't rad. Eleanor is rad, dude. dude. Interrogating the right, yeah, like, suspects? Red. It's freaking cool, dude. Cop simulator, man. <laughs> Cop simulator. Cop simulator. Like, the case starts out and the dude, their captain, is like, All right, Phelps, we got an abandoned vehicle down on 3rd in Washington. It's like, All right, I got it. Drive down. What do we got? Oh, we got the abandoned vehicle. We heard gunshots and around... It's just so freaking cool man sounds
0: gnarly i feel like ellie is one of those games where the moments are worth it yeah you, know, you like they're sure there's plenty of mud that you could throw at it and yeah like, i have a just that ending really gets to me mm-hmm. but it's worth it for the moments it's worth it, it for is. the what you just described
2: yeah, yeah. um and the remaster's in four K, dude. It's like whoa. I would love for someone to count one time how many times we slam our hands on these tables. Yeah, it's
1: n- not good. everyone's guilty it. of it. I just yeah. wonder
2: what the number is. Sorry,
1: does it really bother the viewers? It's let me know if it loud. really, really yeah, bothers you. Yeah. we're slamming yeah. people. Yeah, like
2: we yeah, slam specifically Hubert. Yeah, Hubert slam. the it. most. But yeah, I, we I slam sometimes. a little, sometimes give a little chops, a few uh, chops here and there.
0: I do have to give you a little personal anecdote, Hubert. So I'm always trying to play through. A game with my girlfriend where like it's just like no this is just for us we're just playing i might bring it up on frame trap or something <clears throat> but uh resident evil revelations 2 is is that right now for us which i'm really enjoying don't feel like she's enjoying as much the reason we did it is because she loved evil within 2 Two. and that is oh, what okay. we played together and that's was great. um but i was like you know we, is we she actually playing with you She's not actually playing. Okay. It, she doesn't like to play. She really yeah, is just enjoying like watch, watching. Okay. Uh, but she doesn't... We've we've tried <laughs> playing games together before, and it's been like kind of a frustrating experience for her. And so she's been really getting into watching. And I was like, you know what? I want to play a game. Like We just didn't want to play Revelations 2 right at that moment. I was like, I want to play a game that is going to ca- like capture you, that you're going to fall in love with, yeah. that I've been meaning to replay for a long time, that I totally adore. And we started uh, The Last of Us on PS4. I just wanted to tell you that. I don't have anything else to say. Have you Uh, played the
1: remaster ever before? I had not played the remaster before. Oh my god, it looks so good. I think other than like
0: watching you play at a GT or like playing it for like a minute, like I haven't really sat down and consumed it. But we played like an hour of that. When's
1: the last time you went through The Last of Us? I only went through the Last of Us one time. Oh my when god, it came out, and dude! It, you are going to be shocked by how much stuff you have forgotten. I believe you. Everyone believe you. that goes through it is like, dude, I forgot about this part. I forgot about that part. Yeah. I forgot about this whole section. Like, there's so much. I just want to say, uh, <sighs> we got. Past
0: the confrontation with Robert at the beginning. Uh, but I just want to say the very, very beginning. that So many people say how good that is. Yeah. But I feel like you could write 1,500 words on why the way that they write it and the way they presented that intro is. And then just the world building <coughs> that they do oh when you're God. walking around with Tess. Like how, how Tess they, best. How it, it's hard, I think, to throw people into a world and have it just naturally make sense. Yeah. And they just do it beautifully.
1: Oh, my place. God. One of the most iconic moments, dude, is when you see Joel's bedroom and the TV glow yeah. coming out. Well, even Dad? Just, you, like, go in there, even see the news.
0: Something that I didn't pick up the first time, when he's coming in uh, to talk to his daughter, and he's having that conversation on the phone, and yeah. you, you realize that he's having some problem at work, and then you realize that, like, yeah, his worldview is hardened by things that happened to him in that beginning, but maybe, like... He was already kind of exploring this gray area beforehand. Just mm-hmm. really cool tidbits like that. Anyway, gone. getting off track. We might have more Last of Us conversations in the future, I guess. Um, Anytime. So last time Brad was on <laughs> Last of Us, Brad. Last time Brad was on Frame Trap, we mixed it up. So we usually do multiple choice, which you're very familiar with. Now we're doing real or fake. Whoa. I did and I we go one at a time So I'm gonna give Brad a series of real or fake questions Kay. Then I'm gonna give you a series of real or fake questions. Tell which so, one we did last time. Yeah How so impossible which, it was, Which Sonic character was real or fake? Oh my god. We pulled from the comics. We pulled from, <laughs> from games not released in North America.
2: Oh my all of the gosh. I th- got yeah, one out of three I think right. Jeez.
0: Uh, before we really get into this, I just want to tell you uh, this is is this Resident Evil dialogue real or fake? <laughs>
2: oh, what an advantage.
0: It is an advantage. I,
1: that's right. I'll be a good. Sport. I knew who well, the panel. Well, now I've got everything gonna... to lose if I don't get these. I'm yeah, zero to lose. pressure,
0: high stakes. I realized that he had an advantage, but I was like, "This is too much fun to not do." Yeah. So that's kind of where I. You should
2: right. do next are these Kingdom Hearts quotes. <laughs> <real or>
0: <laughs> you know what? That is hilarious. That That is hilarious. So, if this is your first time watching Frame Trap, this is a little game that we do to kind of break up the show, just to have pure nonsense fun. Uh, I will ask them a series of questions. There's there's a little bit of lore behind it where we somebody will say a word or phrase that will trigger us, we'll be caught in the frame trap dimension. But we have a little bit of help. We have some sponsors. We have five sponsors mm. uh, here helping us with the, helping us get out of this frame trap dimension. Our first sponsor is Greg the Dark Knight. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, saw Greg play yeah, in we some met him. Resident Evil DLC Ooh, uh, earlier today. Nice, Greg. So that was cool. Well done. Yeah. Our second sponsor is the the wonderful Elsewhere Presents Sonic the Podcast. Uh, it is a Sonic the Hedgehog podcast from another dimension. A world where Sonic started out as a tabletop game in the 70s, there's an entire religion built around him, and nobody remembers the year 2006. Also, there is an Easy Allies in this world. A group of hardcore Sonic fans complete their own original characters and fan fiction. The lords of yonder would like to thank Easy Allies, the Easy Allies of our world, for helping spread the word about this other realm. To show that gratitude, they've beamed images of the Sonic OCs of these otherworldly allies to the mind of a mad artist, and would like to share his interpretation of those images with the Frametrap audience. So last time, uh, Elsewhere Presents gave us their basically. They imagined us as Sonic characters, and I showed some of them last time, and I'll show some more of them this time right now. Ooh, excellent. Um, If these images delight you in the slightest, please consider giving Elsewhere Presents, Sonic the Podcast, a listen, and follow them on Twitter, at Elsewhere Podcast. Join host Griff Newcastle on his journey down the spiritually transcendent road that is loving Sonic. And as before, thank you, demons. Our third sponsor... Much like Greg, just a cool dude, Nate Keylock, uh, who you can find on Twitch as Smallgate. Thank you for sponsoring the show, Nate fourth sponsor is Zen Market based in Osaka Japan Zen Market is a shopping proxy service that has been helping people get stuff from Japan since 2014 there are a handful of places online to buy marked up Japanese imports but with Zen Market you can go directly to the source and buy new and used goods directly from Japanese online stores additionally you can bid in real time on Yahoo Auctions Japan's biggest and busiest auction site find Japan exclusive games consoles anime toys amiibo figures clothing accessories and whatever else you want. Zen Market staff can even help you search for the more elusive items on your list. The only fee is a 300 yen charge per item purchase that's less than $3 and that's it. There is no commission based on the price of goods. You can shop, manage your purchases, consolidate items, and organize international shipping rights from your account on ZenMarket's website. New signups will receive a 300 yen credit so your first purchase skips the service fee altogether. Sign up for a free account on zenmarket.jp and start browsing Japanese stores today. Our last sponsor is Grandmaster Pizza. This is the context that Grandmaster Pizza gives us. Man, you got to check out those sweet vids from my boy Grandmaster Pizza. <laughs> I got to tell you, these vids, sweet. So sweet, in fact, that after you listen to this great <clears throat> podcast that I'm hosting the heck out of with my most splendid guests who are just about guesting up a storm, you should also check them vids out search grandmaster pizza on YouTube for some super swimmingly swell gaming vids. Uh, P S there is some colorful language. So watch out pizza. You can Hard find, yeah, you can find uh, grandmaster pizza on youtube.com slash C slash grandmaster pizza, Twitter at twitter.com slash grandmaster pizza, grandmaster, not grandmaster pizza and patreoncom slash grandmaster pizza. Awesome. Thank you so much sponsors. Uh, The month of December, we've actually had more responses than we've ever had. So thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, I hope you take delight in this game that we're about to do. So I did a bad job of this last time. Uh, before you answer, make sure you listen to the whole thing and make sure you listen you whisper hotake before you answer. Oh yeah, Very Blood important. didn't do that last yeah, time, huh? Yeah. I messed up as a Blood.
1: I messed up as a moderator. Tiss. Should have
0: called him out on that. I'm gonna try to pay more attention this time. But it's
1: Brad first, right? It's Brad first. Mm.
0: So Brad, you're gonna have to tell me if these quotes are real or fake. Okay. The first quote and so if there are If on the fake ones, if there are quotes that I missed, please let me know. Uh, I couldn't exhaustively go through all Resident Evil dialogue. I just did the best that I could with some few quotes. Oh, I thought you were
2: gonna see like we had corrections from last week. That character was actually real.
0: (laughs) Guston, the Toucan is actually (laughs) real. (laughs) No. Uh, So, but if I do, if these are like kind of close to real things, let me know. I did the best that I could. Brad, your first one. First question. First line of dialogue. No more goddamn spiders. Is that real, or fake?
2: That sounds sounds like something Steve Burnside would say. I'm gonna say no. You didn't whisper Hotake. Oh, damn I blew it off, though. It was not Hotake.
0: Brad, I'm gonna be extra lenient. Normally, we would disqualify you from getting a point there, but because it was the first question and because you were excited about Steve Burnside, mm-hmm. it is, you're right, it is fake.
2: Come on, man, I did it last time. You did. I was the only one who did it last time. I'm just saying, watch out from now on. All right, all right. All right it was all fake. Right. Yellow
1: card. Yellow
0: card. Got the
2: yellow card, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, but no more goddamn spiders is just something that I wish was true. Because yeah, I was I don't channeling
2: Steve Burnside or Ben Moore. But yeah,
0: I don't want there to be any more goddamn spiders. All right. Huber, I know you're also very excited. Do not th- I won't. this is Don't just forget the press time right okay. now. Okay.
1: Yo, did you ever play? Uh, really quickly, did you ever play <laughs> Rush of Blood until Dawn VR? Rush of Blood. Um, I played it for a few minutes, but no.
0: Don't ever play it, Ben.
1: Spider dude. Okay, oh my gosh! Deleting
0: from my PS4, calling Sony for a refund. <laughs>
1: No, I'm not really Dude, no, block. Block, for yeah. real. Block. Blocking Sony on Twitter, So yeah. scary. This. Oh, really? Like, is that bad? Like, it freaked Come me on, out. Come on, man. This giant spider comes down. I like Until down.
0: Dawn. Stop talking. It's huge, <laughs> huge spider. All right, Brad, your next quote is, Kay. Don't be a hard dog to keep under the porch. Is that real or fake? i talk it. Uh, Fake? That is real. What is that from? That's Wesker from Resident Evil One. Oh, In fact, yeah, you the, know it. <laughs> the full quote, which uh, which I kept out this name to to make it a little bit harder. Don't be a hard dog to keep under the porch, Barry. Wait, when did these? When does he say this? When
1: Barry is like, when they're in the. You have such an advantage, baby, When they're like, in like the botanical garden area. Yeah, f you, dude. Yeah. You
2: like, you know the whole script. It's, when, like, it's when Jill is like <laughs> eavesdropping. This was a good game, Ron Pendle. <laughs> he like, he's like
0: picking. Yeah, he's like, like Zach pick, yeah. Oh my god! And I didn't pick like master of unlocking. That's right, dude. Either. That was just picked...
2: that was just the RNG I was dealt today. That's just the RNG you were dealt today.
0: Some of these lines are amazing. Yeah, I those are great. I That's great. This That's game. great. All right. Uh, so we're at one point for Brad right now. Nice. Your last line. Okay. Brad. I knew you'd be fine if you landed on your
2: butt. Hotake. Yeah. That sounds real. Okay. You're right. That is real. That sounds like Tommy or is that his name? From R E Zero. Do you know what this is from, Huber? I don't remember this one.
0: Okay. I knew you'd be fine if you landed on your butt. That is Leon talking to Ashley in Resident Evil 4. Oh. Um, I knew you'd be fine if you landed on okay.
2: your butt. Okay. Two out of three. I'll take that. Two I out of three. S- I'll take that. All You're right, Hubert. No, dude.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Your first line of dialogue. If we're going to be partners, you've got to do something about that smell. <clears throat>
1: Thank you for following the rules. I don't remember this one, so I'm going to say false. False is right! Ooh! But that was a good line, wasn't it? That was a really good line. You had me with it. Yeah, Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Uh,
2: Huber, if I beat you, I get to review RE2 Remake. Okay. Sorry. Well, he's he's (laughs) one for one so far. True fan.
1: (laughs) Too much
0: pressure!
2: (laughs) You got got this. I believe you. Yeah, you got this, All
0: Alright. Next line of dialogue. Get a load of that thing's tongue!
1: I'm going to say false. False is right. Yeah. Yes.
2: I was like, when would they say that? Like, Boy. they don't say that in the yawn fight. I they sound so real, though. I ben. can't trip you up. They I'm trying to sound, make them sound as real as possible.
0: They can't, sound can't so you real. Yeah, dude. That was created, can't stump them. That was created by me in reference to Lickers. Uh, Check out that.
2: <laughs> get <alone laughs> things. Get alone. Yeah, yeah that, that's what makes it sound real. Yeah. Get yeah. yeah. alone. Get alone. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm trying here. I'm trying. All right. Last question for you, Huber. Real or fake? Ah, God, now I'm doubting myself. I need to make sure you guys say Otaku every time and now I'm doubting myself that you did. Alright, anyway. Last one. I'm sure you boys didn't just tag along so we could sing Kumbaya together at some Boy Scout fire. Then again, maybe you did. That was kind of a cumbersome one so I'm going to say it one more time. Okay. I'm sure you boys didn't just tag along so we could sing Kumbaya together at some Boy
1: Scout fire. Then again, maybe you did. Oh, okay. Yes. Good job. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say true. I think it's Leon. Beginning of four.
2: You got it. Yeah.
0: Leon S. Kennedy. Yeah. Resident Evil Four. Still, Michael Huber. Still the
2: RE master. Still
0: the Resident Evil <laughs> master. Resident Evil master. Can't be tripped up. True fan. I love it.
2: <laughs> Wait, you Brad, say, you fought admirably. Yeah, see? The, did you Did you say that in the drive before when in yeah the, car? the drive? Oh, okay, yeah. with the police yeah.
0: guys. Yeah. Nice. Holy shit, man. Good nice. job.
2: I like it, dude. Game. If we did Kingdom Hearts, like that's anyone's ball game. Yeah. I've played all of those. Like, that's I'd anybody's love this, ball you game. You and Damiani, yes. and you guys would be like, uh. Well,
0: there's. I just think like there are things that I love and have consumed to death that I just I, I'm just I'm bad at remembering names and I'm bad at remembering specific lines. Like I can mm-hmm. tell you exactly what happened, but like the things that you love and consume so heavily, like you can you can probably recite the entirety of
1: Aliens to me. You know? a lot of it
0: I really love Aliens <laughs> I can't do that um, and cause there's just
1: a few things that I'm like truly 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 obsessed with like Aliens and Resident Evil and those couple things I'm obsessed with I'm just yeah. all in all baby all in with my life <laughs> it is extremely impressive Huber true Most fan impressive. I love it true fan
0: true fan mm-hmm. truest true true fan. fan that's your genre fan. <laughs> king of the fan mountain man <laughs> we're all uh, in it together
1: we're in it together Resident Evil baby it's Resident Evil 7 you know what I gotta say yeah. gody material
0: uh there are certain things <laughs> that allies have made me love more that I already loved like you, before I met you I loved Resident Evil I would played a lot of Resident Evil I had grown up with Resident Evil you have made me more into Resident Evil than I think I ever would be <laughs> good whereas now it's like I'm gonna play everything I'm gonna try to play things multiple times because like you've given me an appreciation for it. Like Kyle has done so with like Mega Man Legends. <laughs> and even though I haven't cashed in on that, he's like made me more interested. Mm-hmm. Damiani has made me more interested in Zelda. Well you've made me analyze games differently, Ben, so thank you. I hope that's a good thing. It is a very good thing. I hope that's a good thing. So I just wanted to say thank you. Brad, you have made me more interested in Kingdom Hearts, I think.
2: <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's the best I'll take that.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Huber, you gotta get us out of this dimension. What are you gonna do? I'm not I you know, I love to give the panelists as much creative freedom as possible with the the breaking us out of the first dimension, but I
2: hope it's something resonating. Break us out of here so I can go to the bathroom, dude. Yeah. I had to go for like 40 minutes. Okay.
1: We are gonna punch out of this thing Joe Baker style. <laughs> cool.
3: Gush! <laughs> <laughs> Gush! Gush! Gush!
1: And we're out. We're out. Thank God, finally. We're out of
2: it. The air was gross
1: yo Joe Baker v Wesker fist fight let's go you know what would be so
0: awesome at about a Joe Baker v Wesker fist fight you know what would be really cool oh. okay oh, it's that time of the show excellent try to catch you off guard there a little bit you always do always do Hubert uh, we were talking about People condemning something into the ground or people praising it to the high heavens. Yeah. And there were a few otakes that I was uh, thinking about today, but there was a conversation I had with an ally during the PSX meetup that I thought was really interesting. So Undertale is a game that Mm. I played through, that I loved, that I didn't talk much about for Mm -hmm. a very specific reason, is because it felt like even mentioning Undertale would have people jumping down your throat in all directions. Whoa. And... I think it is wrong. I really do. I think it is wrong to criticize people being passionate about things. But sometimes I feel like certain topics or games can turn in such a way where it's like, I think I'd have more fun keeping this to myself Mm -hmm. rather than having a conversation about it. Because sometimes it feels like those conversations are so toxic and so just aggressive that it's not even fun sharing
1: your opinions on them. Like, I saw Star Wars the force of oh No, wait, the last, last Jedi. Jedi. I don't, I have no desire to talk to anyone that is not like right in front of me face to face about Star Wars. Why is that? Cause I like the conversation of like the, br- the brief like rumblings I've seen are so intense. Like you, you read some, I've read some articles about it and then you just dive into those comment sections and it is, like, all-out war. It is people calling people out, the people that like it, the, mm. the people that don't like it are jumping down their throats, and it's like, I don't need any of it, man. I just, I'm going to enjoy Star Wars for what it is, talk to you fine gentlemen about it, you yeah. know, like, I, don't, I just, yeah, it's too intense. It's too intense, and it's not like that with everything. There,
0: there are certain games or topics that I can bring up where I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to have a great conversation about this with you guys
1: and yeah. with the allies, the audience. Yeah, talking yeah. to you guys is talking to them as well. Right, so, totally. Yeah.
0: It's just, there are, there are certain times with certain games where it feels like, oh my god, like, why does this need to be so aggressive? Yeah, And that's the nature of this week's Hotake, is mm-hmm. I feel like it is so great that you can get on our forums, you can get on youtube you can get on discord you can get on uh, all so many numerous gaming forums to talk about things and and go on and on and on and really pick things apart to death but sometimes i feel like there's this coalition that forms that lashes out against any opinion that is not aligned with their own in regards to the quality of a game specifically yeah um, and it's something that I'm seeing happen more and more as these avenues of discourse are are multiplying and getting more embedded mm-hmm. in our daily lives. And I think that sucks. I think it is fun to share your opinions about games. Yeah. I think it's fun to share opinions about games that that other people will disagree with., um, do you think that level of hostility, do you think i'm I'm Overstating it, do you think it's not as present or as much of a problem as I perceive it to be? Um, and if you do think it is a problem, uh, what can we do about it? What can we do about it as individuals and what can we do about it collectively?
1: I think it I think it is a problem, just this like all like you were saying, the all or nothing mentality, mm-hmm. you know, it's either something is the best or the worst. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to have a constructive conversation about things that we are so deeply passionate about on forums, on Twitter. It's just such a bad place to have any kind of construction. So people go there and they defend their side and just don't want to hear it. Like, you know, you bring up religion and politics. It's like, how often are you really going to change someone's mind about something? You know, face to face even about such an intense topic. Imagine trying to change someone's mind, like, just on Twitter. Like, it's not... You're not. Right. You know? And it's very, very frustrating... Uh, it's frustrating as a fan. Again, I want to talk about Star Wars with everyone from the high heavens, but like right now, ground zero, a couple <laughs> days after release, we'll it is such hot. A, it's such a hostile battlefield that, you know, I don't really want to enter that conversation for my, my personal psyche. You know, I'm, I'm good just enjoying it on my own and mm-hmm. with fellow friends and family, and that's enough for me. So, you know, and, and, and I, I talk about my personal experiences, like, with uh, with Resident Evil, you know, I've gotten so heated over the years with Resident Evil 6, you know, but am I, like, calling people out personally for 6? Like, borderline, maybe, you know, not, like, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 6, I'm not gonna say, like, you suck for liking it, like, I'm always open to people liking Resident Evil 6, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brad and I gave it the fairest second chance of all second chances when we stream that thing a whole way through totally like totally fair the whole way through you know so it's like if i hate something i'm still open to all avenues you know i'm still open to opinions like when people were trying to explain why resident evil 6 is great you know, I'm open to their perspective, but then I have my own, and it's a you know constructive thing, and that's easier too when you're streaming it and you can kind of have those live conversations. But when you just get into drive-by posting or Twitter battle, you know, there's no context on inflection, there's no you know how loud is he talking? Is he yelling at me right now? Like, right? There's just it's just such a messy it's just such a messy way to have a constructive conversation. Uh, so there are two things that you brought
0: up there that, that I feel like are a little bit in conflict where yeah. you said that, you know, ground zero is probably the worst time where emotions are are at their most reactive yeah. and, and most not thought out, I guess, is a way I, I could say that. But then you also said Twitter is just... You're just using one example. There are many yeah. things we write. Twitter is just a bad place to exchange thoughts. So, do you think that remains true for Twitter even as we get past Ground Zero? That you just don't want to have conversations about things you really care about on there?
1: I think as time goes on, it definitely gets better. You know, like if I post about Last Jedi four months from now, maybe it's going to be a lot more chill. People will have rested on it, simmered mm-hmm. on it chill you know you'll get you'll get definitely get a couple comments like no that movie's trash but then you'll get some comments that'll be like yeah you know actually after thinking about it i really liked it and then you'll get some other comments to be like dude 10 out of 10 best movie ever so it's like i had this epiphany not long ago of just like twitter is the world in a weird way. You have millions and millions and millions of perspectives and points of views. And no matter what, you're gonna have people on this side and people on this side. And I think realizing that, realizing it when you go onto Twitter or forum posts or whatever, like everyone needs to realize that and and go from there. Mm-hmm. I think realizing that there's going to be people that love and hate a thing and people in the middle, that's the first step into having constructive conversations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um,
0: Talking about those constructive conversations, and Brad, I want to focus this on you first. Uh, do you feel like sometimes how loud those conversations get or, or how much attention is placed on them uh, has diminished your enjoyment of things? Of things, yeah. Like um, um, Huber brought up the Last Jedi specifically. <clears throat> yeah, and it's like it seems like you can't get away from hot takes of the Last Jedi, which is fine. Like that's that's the new big thing. But does that ever dampen your your
2: enjoyment or your connection um, or something? I'm very good at not letting people ruin stuff for me. Like I know some people, for example, like oh I can't listen to that song reminds me of my ex or something like that. I'm very good about just keeping something for myself. So no, I mean, I could get annoyed of seeing something over and over again, but I won't necessarily hate something because people are talking about it all the time. Okay.
1: And again, it's just this thing of like, you're going to see every, every side, you know? Think about how good yeah. social media has been for Yakuza. Right. Think about the resurgence of Yakuza, mm-hmm. you know? And just seeing all the love, all the praise, like, you don't really see that much hate. On Yakuza you know and Why is that is it because people Are discovering it now so they're less Attached to it so it's less personal Right. It's like when you dig up these things from people's Childhood you know Like people claim and own Star Wars like how many people out there Grew up watching VHS tapes with their their families Right you know it, it's like That personal attachment gets mm-hmm. People really passionate Getting it heated. And heated yeah. heated. Um, Which is a good thing very good thing. Right. But at the same time, maybe not the best thing for a Twitter war or a forum war, you know? Um
0: Yeah, you bring up a really interesting point, Huber, and I kinda wanna throw a, a hypothetical or frame that in a different way, where you're saying like, oh man, a lot of people are talking about Yakuza. Like I remember I remember Yakuza Zero being very like gift friendly and seeing mm-hmm. a lot of Yakuza Zero gifts on Twitter that got a lot of attention, and people that wouldn't have given that game a chance that are like, "Oh, th- this is funny. I- I'm curious about this now." Yeah, and having that be a really, really good thing, um, I, I think it can also go the other way where you think about, you know, we're communicating in these bite-sized segments, specifically on Twitter, where, like you wanna have something that fits that format so well. You want it to be shocking, you want it to be funny, you want it to be clever, and so it gets a lot of attention. And, and Yakuza, I think, with those images, did it really well. What about the games that don't have that or or, you know, can't can't be truncated that way or or getting ignored or like it's frustrating, I think, when you have some when you have people that are so aggressively in love with a game that you're talking about another game and they They almost attack you with that game that you love where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm over here talking about this. yeah, jamming on this thing. Why are you attacking me with this computer? Yeah like, this real- thing is better kind right. of thing like that right I think I think what is always just so <coughs> puzzling to me is when we're weaponizing things that we claim to love. yeah, and it's something that I'm guilty of too. I, I like Huber, how many times do I get excited about something and say, oh man, Huber, I know you would love so this would be great. It's probably coming from a good place, but it's when it's it's when it turns nasty or when they get condescending or when they you're like, you can't talk about the this thing without this thing first. Like, why, why are we treating the things that we love as weapons? Like, how is that going to make anybody want to do any of this? Mm-hmm. Like, if we love games, why aren't we trying to be inviting and understanding and informative rather than yeah. like making everything an us versus them sort of situation? I don't understand it.
2: Yeah, it reminds me of, like, uh, Final Fantasy arguments. Like, everyone's got their favorite Final Fantasy, like... Right. You don't like someone's favorite Final Fantasy as much, and then they'll attack you, like, oh, yeah, but this one's better. Mm -hmm. That one sucks.
1: I just don't get that, you know? I, I love Resident Evil 2. People like Resident Evil 1, people like Resident Evil 4, people like Code Veronica, people like 7, but, like, can't we just all share our love for the franchise rather mm-hmm. than like weapon like why why are we pitting resident evil against resident evil can't we just enjoy yeah. all of them like i i said earlier this year i might like evil within two more than resident evil seven mm-hmm. but that is coming from a good place of like i love both of these things i'm pitting them against each other right. in a loving way it's like we just got gifted the two of my favorite survival horror games of the last ten years, and it's like the, ha- having these conversations of like what each one does differently than than you know, like Resident Evil's first person, Resident Evil then is third person like,
2: yeah, but it's it's,
1: like- it's it's fun in that sense, but when it's like, you get into these camps of us versus them, like you said, of like, right. no that one sucks, this one's better, it's like why does that one have to suck for this one to be good you know
2: Um, I don't have a problem as much as people saying something (laughs) sucks usually. It's just if they get personal about it. Sure. Like you're an idiot because you like this kind of thing. Like I don't like Resident Evil Six. I think it sucks. I think it sucks. But I won't say you're an idiot because you like Resident Evil Six. Exactly.
1: People were like the one time I got really heated about Resident Evil Six was when somebody told me I was playing the game wrong. Right. Then I was like, "Isn't that always the best argument?" You're playing it wrong. It's like, yeah. dude, I'm playing this game efficiently and destroying anything right. that comes my way just because I'm not doing flashy, unnecessary spin moves and dive rolls that are completely unnecessary. I can just stand in the corner and shoot their heads, right? Like, you know, we and that—that's another thing. It's like video games. Right. Video games are insanely complex on so many levels. Right. Because you're an active participant. You, we all play them differently. We all look at it and see something differently. We all draw on our life experiences. So I can see, like, you know, it, it, it draws something so passionately about us. or Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is... It's easier to claim ownership over a video game than a movie because you did it. Yeah. You played through it. You're the you are the player. You know you accomplished something. You, accomplished or you feel something. like you accomplished yeah. something. yeah. Whereas like movies, you know, I feel like the the conversations are a little more.
0: What's I'm looking for? Because you can't insert yourself as much into it.
1: Yeah. Right. They're more academic. I would say right. are the arguments versus video games. You know where it's. We're all drawing, we all play them differently. Right. You know, even if it's like a puzzle game, it's like I look at these puzzles differently than, than you were. Definitely, I look at them differently than Ian. Like, right. Ian just looks at it and, like, sees some code, matrix style, and I'm just like, oh. Uh. Right. It's like we're playing the same game, but we're having two drastically different experiences about right.
0: it. Hubert, I think you're so on point, and, and something that I want to bounce off uh, uh, really quick is. I understand like if we're we're people that are that are covering games and we are we are we are essentially getting paid to have informed opinions on video games, and so I think there is a certain level of of competency with the game and knowledge that is expected I don't think that's unfair mm-hmm. i think I think it is fair to expect competency from people who are issuing scores to games. I think that's reasonable that is not that's not hate field that is not attacking people who are not good at games or anything like that it is just that's just the nature of the job yeah what i don't understand is assuming that by default or because there's there's a difference between not doing something competently and doing something optimally i think it is okay to be playing a game and not doing something optimally at every single turn mm-hmm. that's different than competency there's also a process of learning and this is this is i think what aggravates me the most is It is fantastic, I think, if you, as somebody who loves this thing, uh, mastered it. I think that is something you're proud of. I think that's something to share. I bet you have a lot of valuable things that you can say, but you too went through a process of learning. You had a beginning, middle, and end to your story with this thing. Let other people go through that because sometimes learning, Mm -hmm. sometimes figuring it out is absolutely the best part, and I see so many people attack those who are just genuinely trying to learn, who are genuinely trying to
1: understand. Don't do that. Yeah. Help them. Help them. Think
0: about... Think about. Think like,
1: I want someone to go through Resident Evil 2 for the first time, dude. That's right. so awesome. Whereas the internet is like, well, I already went through that, so, like, you suck. Right. Or like, oh, you missed this item in the <laughs> like, room. oh, you room. missed it, dude. Like, what right. the hell? Yeah. Oh, this player sucks. It's right. like... We're all just trying our best.
0: We're all just trying our best. And I think that is something that needs to be said and, and what people don't understand. Like, think about Yakuza. I think... Part of the reason you see Yakuza blowing up is because there's so much positive reinforcement where it's mm-hmm. like, oh hey, you love this thing? Awesome. Like try doing this. This is the one that you need to play mm-hmm. first. Like yeah. it's it's building up this community. <coughs> and like think about Resident Evil 2, right? If this is something that you love and something you deeply care about and you want somebody to share, yeah, help them out. Help them out. Don't yeah. don't make this thing that they're trying to get into like a I get, voice
1: of a, a point of agony. Yeah. I get giddy when people go through Resident Evil 2. Right. Man, that's so awesome. I wanna watch, dude. Yeah. Let's go. Like um, I'll sit back and watch. This yeah. is cool. This
2: reminds me of when um Dark Souls came out and a lot of people were playing these type of games for the first time. Like a lot of people didn't play Demon's Souls, you know, just kinda hopping into that. And people like getting real mad if you don't understand how something works. Like, hey, this character might be lying to you, but you're not used to game characters doing that to you kind of like just missing stuff of their first playthrough and stuff like that. It's like just find fine on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they want help though, that's cool. You can help them out, but just don't be a dick about it. I right. bring uh I bring
1: back what I was saying about Twitter being a bad place for this. And I just feel like Twitter forces you to put things in a box, Ben. It was yeah. like the all or nothing mentality again. It's like why does everything need to be in a box? It's like, you can't have that discussion online, you right. know? Like, things can be good and bad, but it's so hard to just have that open conversation online. It's just tough.
2: Yeah, the and conversation we had today about Star Wars had been hard to have online.
1: Exactly. Right. Like, it go. it's, you know, and it's,
0: it's just tough, dude. So, this brings me to my final question that I pose to both of you. Okay. Is... Times have changed. That's that's inevitable. That's the march of the future. But I, you know, I remember my discussions about games being limited to the people that I interacted with in person, um, and I enjoy how many different people I can talk to now. Uh, like when I was playing games growing up, it was very rare that I got to talk to somebody who was like a true master. Like like I can speed run this game in forty mm-hmm. minutes. Now you can find those people mm-hmm. all over the Twitch. place. Like just your your <laughs> your access to people is so incredibly increased but that also brings in a sea of people that you probably don't want to interact with in the first place that are just making your time with this thing way 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 worse Mm -hmm. and just seem to exist to tear other people down so the question is is this better or worse is our age of of information and free discourse is this is this a good direction that we're heading in or a bad direction what do you think
2: hmm i think it could be both yeah me too good and bad kind of thing like that me too I and mean, kind of kind of comes with everything almost, it seems like now there's good and bad to everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can get great information. You can talk to people who are really passionate share, or share same views as you. Corona people are really mean and make you feel bad or something yeah. like that. It's, how could it be better? How could it be better? I don't know. Like, better, what, what people would want is like better would be like, you're not allowed to say bad things or something like that. Like some Do people Do you think might, that would be better? No, no, I no, no, whoa, whoa. No, no. I don't think that's better. I don't think that's better It is... The
1: onus is on the individual. It is on humans to be better. To be open-minded. To see different points of view. To be willing to accept different points of view. To be, to be okay knowing that you're even wrong about certain things. Like, mm-hmm. just being
2: able to see all that is the first step for a better future. Like... Treat the way I was like treat someone how you'd want to be treated, kind of thing. The like golden rule. Yeah, it's like, you mean, you probably wouldn't want someone yelling at you, right. calling you names or something like that. It's like well, just don't do that to my, someone.
1: My absolute favorite bit of this newest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm was the golden rule. He like misses a plane by a second and yeah, they yeah. shut the door. I saw this. And they're like going back and forth. He was like, golden rule. Like, come on. She's like, what? What? He's like, golden rule. Treat unto others like you want to be treated. Like, just yeah. just help me out here. I would do the same for you. He's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, well, federal law, blah, 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 blah like states right. this. And he's like, the golden rule is on top. Fe- <laughs> right. Federal law is second right. to the golden rule. It's like, so funny. But what's so funny about that scene is
0: he's like trying to use the golden rule. He's only saying to that to self-service. Is <laughs> yeah. And- Larry David. Classic Larry, Larry David. David. Classic Larry David. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's more to be said about that. Yeah, it's an uh, amazing.
2: Interesting. Bit, but... But yeah, this topic is very interesting, and right. I don't know if we'll ever have an answer necessarily, specifically for it. Yeah, it's just the it's on it's, it's on, on the, the individual, it's on yeah. the individual. You know, like you know, like try to surround yourself with people that you like, right? And, and I, make I do you a better person.
1: I do want to focus on the positive too of of thinking about streaming a game that you love mm-hmm. and having people jump in that yeah. also love it or have never seen it and are amazed by it. Mm-hmm, like, right, that is so rewarding. Yeah. But, you know, we go through this all the time Mm -hmm. where you'll get one bad comment. That (laughs) one bad comment is like a cancerous seed. Yep. You know, it's like rot in such a good place. It's so hard to build the mental strength, to build the mental fortitude. You know, it's like like Star Wars, man. Like, evil leads to hate. You know, the whole Mm -hmm. thing. And it's like... It's like, oh, I want to be angry about that bad comment. I want to be sad about that, but that bad comment. Right. I want to ignore that bad comment. I want to learn from that. But there's so much going on, like it's overwhelming. You bring up streaming, and uh,
0: we are we are very rapidly running out of time. But something I want to bring up is is. Do things for the right reasons and have the right perspective, and that will serve you so well in the long run. Yeah. Um, I think about the streams that really mean so much to me. I think about streaming Xenoblade Chronicles, and I think about streaming Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. And while those games are great in their own right, and I would have enjoyed them if I just played by myself, I was streaming for a small audience. I think, you know, when I do those streams, there's like 150 people watching. Um, I love it because those 150 people care about the stream, they care yeah. about mm-hmm. me, they care about doing it. And it's like, I wouldn't change it for the world. I am talking to people who just want to be there because they love this game so much. Those are the people that I want to talk to. And I, I, I feel like when you're thinking about going out there, and whether it's with video games, whether it's just in your own personal life, there's this idea that there's a right way to do it, that it's like maximize <coughs> viewership, draw more people in, stream the right game so you can grow your platform. And I think that attitude is dangerous, and I think it is misguided because, yes things are a business. Yes. You have to make the business work, but sometimes I think it is better to do things less optimally that make you more happy. I'm not saying people shouldn't strive to be better, but I think we can get caught up in this mindset that you need the biggest numbers on everything all the time. And that's the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's true. I think if you're somebody out there that is trying to be a streamer and you don't have that many viewers or whatever, like don't, don't get away from the numbers Think about what you enjoy doing, what people respond to the most and, Mm -hmm. and, and focus on building real relationships with Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. People aren't just numbers. And you were talking about the comments and, and it's like, just, I think the whole world could benefit by being a little bit more aware of themselves and, and, and 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 things would be better if they had just like a tiny bit more consequence associated with them. Empathy. Empathy. Empathy, empathy Emp- that's it. man. That's Take a step that's back. It's empathy. empathy,
1: please. Yeah. That's like, all needs to be said. And again, like putting it on Twitter, it's like think about how many comments. Think about how many things you've posted on Twitter. Yeah. How many like minds have you changed? Do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's a big danger <laughs> where are we we are just so overwhelmed with choice that we can just focus on things that confirm both the best and worst parts of ourselves Mm -hmm. we're not really we don't have to engage with things that that make us uncomfortable in a good way Mm -hmm. and i think that can be that can be really poisonous
1: do you think twitter will be around in 10 years i don't know
0: if the world will be (laughs) right uh yeah i do i mean if not Twitter, then some Something evolution. Else. Like we're
2: moving, we're moving. Something you know? else will always come along. MySpace to Facebook to Twitter. Like this the melodramatic word. dude to MySpace. So you My don't probably Space. know about melodramatic dude. That was way back in the day too. I don't know about melodramatic. I was mella. like the remind me of like the original Tumblr. That's what it reminded me of. Were
0: you on melodramatic? Yeah, way
2: back in the day, like dude. We were in like early high school, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Brad, give me like give me some melodramatic Brad. Like what? Where was your head at at that time,
2: dude? It was oh a lot of music at that time, dude. Big and like. Uh, hardcore scene and stuff like that. Yeah. That's where I was at.
1: Okay. Good stuff. Seth Rollins, bro. A simpler time? <laughs> Seth
2: Rollins. <laughs> yeah, I would say simpler time. Yeah. <laughs> always video game stuff, though, too. Heck yeah. Always.
1: Um, One
0: thing that I just want to say about Hotake, that, like, you know, I, I'm always trying to think about this show and, and how it could be better, and I think about that conversation that we had about fan bases, and, and which eventually evolved into social media, and how we're just talking to each other online it's it's hard because i think that is such a complex question and we're very limited in our perspective but like the idea is never to find an answer the idea is just to 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 either have or start a conversation and sometimes we succeed and sometimes we very much fail but uh you know (laughs) i think it is okay to not have answers that's what i'm trying to say
1: oh yeah We, we we we're not gonna solve the world's problems. correct yeah but uh, we have a viewpoint on them.
0: We have a viewpoint. We have a viewpoint. And I, you, know, you can't get anywhere without trying to start somewhere first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings us to emails because, you know what, our audience has their own perspectives on things as well, and they uh-huh. want to know how we feel about them. And uh, this is probably my favorite segment of the show. Uh, if you would like to get our thoughts on something, you can email askeasyallies at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, you can you can write in. We get a bunch of emails. Even if you don't get in, feel free to send the same question, different questions. Keep trying. allies at com. Our first email. Really quickly, dude. You know, yeah. like,
1: last little thought here. Yeah, please. I'm okay with people not liking something I like. Like, I looked at my shirt and I realized, like, if you don't like Shenmue, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But when you come at me personally and tell me I'm wrong or, like... Tell me it sucks. Yeah. That's (laughs) just hate. Right. That's just a hateful thing to do. Like, if you don't like Shenmue... Right. Keep it to yourself. Right. Or have a constructive conversation. Right. Like, Hubert, I didn't really like this part. What do you... Like, I don't like it because of this. Do you agree or... did Like, you know? And you know what?
0: To add on to that, it's gotten to the point where... When those kinds of comments used to happen i used to like be like wait I, i'm trying to understand this make this make sense like let's talk about this and no i can't anymore i can't because if that's the way that you're going to start out this conversation mm-hmm. you're going to be ignored you've taken something that could be a nice open fluent conversation even though we're on completely different sides. you've turned into no i'm just not going to listen to you yeah. because you're not you're you're coming at the gate <laughs> not being open to me so if you're not gonna be open to me why why would i spend time trying to do that and that's the thing is we talked about that self-awareness we talked about that empathy is pay attention to how you're presenting yourself because other people are going to react to it and Mm -hmm. they might just completely stonewall you because you're being a total dickhead and you just need to recognize that you're being a total dickhead recognize Mm yeah uh our first email comes in from Laser Cat. Laser Cat has gotten on the show a few times asking some good questions. Angry Gaming Passion, has the heat of passion over a video game ever led to you breaking something? This could be controllers, tables, body parts, windows, TVs, monitors, etc. For me, I remember playing GoldenEye with my cousins back in the day and always breaking something after a close <laughs> match of License to Kill and You Only Live Twice. One such event was my cousin throwing his controller at my other cousin, missing him and going through a glass table. Uh, I also remember breaking mini-controllers over Mortal Kombat 4 on X64 because my best friend would keep spamming those damn throws and sweeps. Any any physical responses to games making you pissed off?
1: Um, I've never broken anything, but I think the biggest points of personal anger have come from a few little games called Counter-Strike oh yeah <laughs> Starcraft 2 and Hearthstone those games really get under my skin better now you know Hearthstone is the only game that really gets to me now where yeah, I take you get upset you know when someone does the mage time warp fireball fire. fire, 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 fire. but that's just you being mad at the game Mad at the game, but also like upset at who does it, man. Like the player on the other end. We're still doing that.
2: That was a meta like six months ago, eight months ago, and you're still doing it. Some people are saying to win it, man. Like, come on. You know, enough.
1: Enough to... with the mage fireball quest archmage thing. Just get it out. There, there are certain decks that just immediately. <laughs> I remember getting into a conversation
0: Period. about freeze mage and how how like how terrible it was to play against and people yeah. are like people are like yeah but it 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 takes a lot of skill and it takes a lot of thought yeah but it's just it's just you playing with yourself i'm yeah. just waiting to see if you draw the
1: like exactly come on exactly think
0: about the other people
1: yeah they're they're yeah that's really the only thing that gets me
0: yeah, I too get mad at Hearthstone, but it is it is because of bullshit specific yeah. cards. Not very rarely because of the people, but if you're somebody that ropes every turn for no reason and you're playing some cheap-ass true, deck, true. you need to you need to think about your life.
1: Yeah. You need to think about your it's lives. because every time that they get it off, I shouldn't say every time, but eight or nine times out of ten, when the mage does get the four sorcerers apprentices and the archmage, they taunt. They taunt. Yeah. They taunt. They'll use the fireballs on your minions first, clear the minions, taunt, then shoot at your face. And it's like, you didn't do some impressive thing. Yeah. You, you did just some, looked online. You just
0: looked online. You, you did some goddamn combo that the yeah. internet taught you about. And yeah. you think, this is your one moment to yeah. feel like hot stuff, huh? Yep. Yeah. Good person. Good, good on person. you. Yep. Jeez. You know what, Kyle... Bu- I was I was upset when Kyle Bossman said this originally, but Kyle Bossman was right. He said... I'm paraphrasing here, but he said... Hearthstone is a game about jerks trying to prove who is the biggest jerk, and that has yeah. proven true. <laughs> 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 it
3: really yeah. is.
0: Yeah. It May not be the exact quote, oh, but it was something along funny. those lines. It's uh, about
1: being as scummy as possible. Yep. Who can out scum the other player?
0: I don't really break controllers, but Brad, I have a story that I think you might appreciate. <laughs> mm. Really quick story, very recent. Sure. Uh, I've been I've been getting into Overwatch and plan on playing more Overwatch once I get through this Divinity review. Uh, but And I was so excited about it, I was like, you know I'm going to buy it on PS4. bought it on PS4 and I was playing and uh, had my camera plugged in, didn't realize that I had my camera plugged oh, in. Oh no. And there's something that, that upsets me in Overwatch. I don't, listen, 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 I don't mind if you pick Widowmaker during Quick Play, that's fine, but like, the people who pick Widowmaker <laughs> that do nothing, that don't get any kills, and then blame everybody else, <laughs> I get really yeah, mad about it. Sure. Like those, that specific sure. suspective players can also apply to Hanzo sometimes. It just it just rubs me the wrong way. And I started just thinking I was doing this in my own privacy, I started bitching about the widowmaker. <laughs> not thinking anybody could hear me, didn't realize that I had my camera plugged in and this was all being broadcast to them, just them listening to me shit on them, and I didn't <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize. I quit the game, unplugged my PlayStation camera, and was like, oh my god, I feel like the biggest oh tool. Oh my god, that's
2: so funny. But, yeah,
0: thought I was just venting in the That's privacy. Oh, man. Was not yeah. doing that. Not doing that. Yeah. Brad, you break anything?
2: Uh, no, because I knew if I ever broke something, my parents would not buy me a new one, and that was it. <laughs> if it's broken, too bad. Yep. So I never wanted to break anything. Um. Yeah, I've had, like, some moments where I've gotten heated. I've never, like, yelled at someone. Yeah. I can think of, like, actively me engaging okay. someone. Like, if someone would yell at me, I would defend myself. Like, I'll yell back at them just to troll them hard or something like that, but I usually don't instigate people like that. yeah. Like, if someone's playing a character like that, for example, like that, I'd be like, hey, man, can you, like, switch, please, or something like that. I'd try to be, like, respectful about it. Right. That's how I usually go about it, but, uh, yeah, man. It's just hard, Brad, because... I, I've been in the moments too like I've been in like uh, a ranked game in a, or in like or watched like yeah. and someone totally just blows it and they they messed up they're being a total dick about it I'm just like you get like kind of upset then the game's over and I just take like a minute and I'm fine I'm like, yeah oh, okay you, just you, a dumb video game you yeah. mentioned
0: uh, respectfully like saying like hey man could you switch yeah the problem is is like when you try to do that and you're coming from a good place and you're not being a jerk you're just like hey man like let's let's try this or maybe can you do that and you're being polite because of all of those giant jerks even just bringing it up makes them super defensive and lashing out and so it just
2: well yeah when that happens then you if they're a dick to you then my thing is to troll them back in like not necessarily a mean way just like oh dude nice play nice kill right there and he's just dead or something like that dude sick kill I don't engage. I don't I like I rarely rarely yeah. do that cuz I usually don't even really care about talking. Yeah. Like I don't, don't talk to me. Unless it's Most someone time. like
1: super trolly.
0: I will say that I I honestly truly think the reason that I stopped playing mobas is not me slamming on MOBAs. Oh dude, toxic. So this toxic. is not me slamming on mobas or anything like that. I just realized that this is br- this is bringing out the worst in me. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I feel for l- sure.
2: Like I can't like be in this environment you yeah. any longer. It like takes over and starts to feed on you. It does. And it you takes become over. like a monster yourself, so you gotta like take a step back. Right.
1: You're like yes, you just you, you just, just learn feel bad habits. Becoming and a monster.
2: Yeah, you learn bad habits and like that's how it grows. That's why I
1: always made sure to play Counter-Strike and Starcraft with a friend. Playing with a friend is became, real fun. It, it can bec- really ease the yeah, tension. It became about me playing with them rather than me playing against the opponents you know what i mean so i i i'm not a very competitive person online like i really don't care it's i i honestly think the most upset i've ever been is is hearthstone really like thinking back on it i've seen you like actually yeah like what the just bs you know and the bm you know there's a couple times maybe in starcraft the early days when people would mass void (laughs) rays i'm just like oh my god but then that, that you know, is on me. It's like, dude, you got to defend for that. You got you to gotta yeah. get those tactics. Yeah. And, and Counter-Strike, I was just so young. Yeah. When you're like a teenager, you know, yeah. it's like you want to kind of be in that environment. You do. Yeah. It's like, come on. So let's I got a question go for holy, you about totally.
0: co- Counter-Strike. Yeah. And I just want to know if I'm romanticizing this or not. Because I, when I was playing mm-hmm. Counter-Strike a lot, I too was a teenager. Yeah. And... It there was a lot of nastiness back then. Yeah. And some of it was directed at players. I'm not I'm not trying to completely gloss over it. But I kind of got the sense in those early online days that it was just about being as fucked up as possible and like everybody was on the same side pointing at whatever spray you had and seeing how fucked up it could be. There was like kind of like this like bondingness to it. On easy alliance. Yeah, where for it was sure. like where it was just like, yes, we're trying to be as ridiculous as possible, but it wasn't targeted at each other. Yeah. Is that true or is that just how my mind is remembering? I
1: think it? you're kinda right. It was an uneasy alliance and the fact that the, the games were pretty large too. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're slightly bigger games it's harder to pinpoint it on one person. Counter Strike especially too like Overwatch is a game mm-hmm. very about teamwork and the objective. Like Counter Strike is too but when you went when you back then when you went into a server, it was just about your kill death ratio. Like let's be yeah. honest. Like yeah you want to plant the bomb but it's really about your personal scoreboard dude. yeah so really that that anger of like you're bringing me down teammate or like that was all really removed which helped you know like overwatch you play a rank game and someone screws you like you're Mm -hmm. hurting me personally now
2: Mm -hmm. that puts way more people on edge so just play fighting games man don't got to depend on anyone else but yourself. Jeez. I will say... So hardcore. It, does, it yeah. has
0: not happened to me very often, but the couple of times that it's happened has been incredibly satisfying, and maybe I'm just a bad person for taking so much satisfied, satisfaction in this, is when... When you beat somebody and like you beat them fairly and th- in a fighting game, and then you get the salty message,
2: yeah, that they that like they're oh sitting god. there in rage. Oh my god, so typing good. in
0: your name, typing out the message, seeing what like, Yeah, on P- like,
2: PSN, like yeah, do yeah. yeah. asshole, doing it. No. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm Someone not doing, did that no, to no, me I'm doing it. I'm not doing it. No, 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 no. doing, no, it. No, them doing it. it to you, like, like they going through the steps to do that is so funny. That is like the biggest validation you can take, where it's
0: like, I made you that mad. Oh. I feel
1: terrible, dude. Like, oh my god. You feel terrible? Yeah. I feel well, you didn't do
0: anything wrong. You're just playing the game. You're not yeah. you're not saying anything bad to them. They're just, just they just can't, they can't handle can't, it. I they know. can't take it. They can't. And that, take that I feel that bad out. for
1: that. I feel bad taking it. I feel bad giving it. Like online games, man. I mean if you're behaving
2: yourself, you yeah. shouldn't feel bad if yeah, someone like thing. loses this their thing is cool. Like, that's
0: that's where I'm coming from. Is if you're not you're not instigating it, you're not being a jerk, you're yeah. just literally playing the game and they can't take it. I think that is hilarious.
1: Yeah. I think that is hilarious. Uh, but I feel bad. I feel bad. You're a good person. Online games, my dude. They're so high stakes. You're oh, a good person. My yeah. goodness. Take
2: those losses as a lesson. Yeah. Learn, learn from your mistakes. Yeah. So. yeah. That's how you get better. Yeah. Well, yeah. everyone's going to lose. We're going to lose every now and then. You're going right? okay to lose a lot. You're going <laughs> to lose a lot, Right? to
1: lose a lot. Especially when you're starting out because you're in those like placement matches or those early ranks mm-hmm. when people are doing cheese. Yeah. It's about, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about overcoming the cheese early on to get into a match versus a skilled player, and then that's where like things yeah, really happen. Totally. Uh, you've got a stream in twenty minutes. Yeah. We're gonna do <sighs> one more email. Stressing, stressing. Uh,
0: this is from Ian. He says, "Hi Ben and Panel, I have a question for each of you to answer, which you can hopefully <laughs> provide some insight into where your passions truly lie in games. The scenario is this." You can name one game that has not been currently announced. It can be a new game in an established franchise, or it can be a brand new IP. If it's the latter, then you can describe the concept world mechanics, etc., in however much detail you like. Whatever game you pick will immediately go into development by whatever developer you want. When the game releases, it will be, to put it bluntly, the best effing game ever, however good you dream of it being. 100 times as good as that. How, oh, sorry. However good of you dream of it being, it's a hundred times as good as that. What's the stipulation? The game will release in exactly fifteen years' time. Ooh. Uh, I have a bonus so many question answers. here, but we're just gonna do this this scenario. I have so many answers. You need to pick one. It can be developed by whoever. It can be an established franchise or a brand new IP. Gonna come out in fifteen. Can I years pick time. two,
1: please? Make just two. One How of them. How do in, I say no to you? One of them is H- Shenmue HD because straight up. <laughs> I want the world to be able to play Shenmue. I want everyone to be able to play it for themselves. I I want it so bad. The world deserves it. Help us out. This isn't a brand new game. It's just a nice little HD remaster. I know nothing about development, but it can't be that hard. The game's already made. You just slap it onto PS4. Just slap it on. I honestly, Huber, to be honest with you, I feel like you took this question as an opportunity to just.
0: Have push the, t- push push the agenda. agenda. Push the agenda. This push is a agenda. push the agenda question.
1: <laughs> Next up, selfish pick. Enslaved Odyssey to the West 2. Great pick. Absolutely love and adore this game despite its jankiness. Uh, Great pick. Absolutely clamoring for a sequel. Where that game leaves off... I love the ending of that video game, and I would love to see where a sequel would pick up.
2: That's huh. it. I want a new Zelda game that's like open world, huge open world, like Breath of the Wild, but with real dungeons, real deal. Nice. Real deal. Heavy, heavy focus on story. Nice. All that good stuff. Just the Zelda I always want. Zelda's super important to me.
1: What about Ganondorf?
2: What about him? Will he be in it? Yeah. Nice. Gotta have Ganondorf in What it. about Sheik? Will Sheik ever return? No, you don't need Sheik. Like, because you get you got the Sheikas. You know, it's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can still have, like... Who the do you knows. want to be made by? Who do I want to be made by? Um. So, I like that Breath of the Wild took on, I felt like, a bunch of new people onto Like, a new kind of younger uh, staff, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think I'd want Nintendo to do it again. Like, take all the things they learned from Breath of the Wild. Just apply a few different things to it nice like it's not like the craziest thing out there but no
1: i like this i like this pick because there's no guarantees that the next zelda will be it'll probably anything, 15 years from now too. Yeah, and there's no guarantee that it'll be anything like breath of the wild correct you know and you love breath of the wild yeah i do so I it's like palms but i like it what if the next one is like a th- top down throwback 3d dot game hero style but you know yeah like, what if the next Zelda is, like, like they do a new Super Mario Bros, like, new wait. Legend of Zelda or something, mm-hmm. and it's, like, top-down. The new Legend of Zelda.
0: Are you,
2: so you're not going to be getting another Zelda for 15 years. Correct. I mean, I wait, like, 10 years between all of them anyways. Well, more or less, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm used to it. I'm a when Japanese guy. When, when was Skyward 2011. Star? 11. Six years? Six years. Six years is a lot less than, a lot, than 10. I'm just saying, man. Six is a, yeah. time, is a long time. I'm used to waiting for Japanese. I mean, games. and you got
0: you got like link between worlds in between there. <laughs> All
2: right, fine. Dark Cloud three. All right, All right there we, we go. go. There we go. <laughs> Dark Cloud three. Level five. Level five. Bring him back. I want Miyazaki in there just for weird vibes. Yes. Get him in there.
1: Whatever happened? What, what is was level five doing?
2: What? What are they? What are they doing now? I don't know. They're, are they doing Nino Kuni too? Level five. Too? Level five? Level five yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nino Kuni yeah. two. That's right. Sorry, okay. I was thinking about spaced my pick. Okay. Now I'm thinking. All he's like, "Where's Ueda? What's he doing? What are you up to, Ueda?" I want a new Chrono game, and I think it perfectly fits this question because
0: I want to. I want to go. You want like progressively crazy each year like you just you just know that in 15 years time you will get a new chrono game do you want to sit there do you want it
2: chrono trigger 2 or do you want like no i
0: want them to be more vague about it than that like i want i want as mystery box as possible i just want them to say in 15 i want them to come out i want to say we were we're going to gather on this mountain and this will not be broadcast you have to physically travel to this remote mountain you have to pay your way there we have an announcement for you and you get there and this is all they say (laughs) They're like, thank you for making this pilgrimage. In fifteen years' time, there will be a new entry in the Chrono series. Thank you,
2: and that's it. You get no answers out of them. And it's like an iOS exclusive. We don't know. It could uh, be that pinball game. It could be that. That's what it is. I
1: realized my Shenmue one was completely stupid because fifteen years from now we're gonna have hopefully like Shenmue four by then. Like, makes no sense. Who cares, man? You're just pushing the agenda. Pushing the agenda. Pushing the agenda. You know what agenda agenda. I will push instead of Shenmue? Well, you've already pushed the Shenmue agenda. Push all the the agendas. agendas. He's cheating. I'm cheating hard. You are cheating. cheating. I can't handle these types of questions, dude. You know me. Yeah. Because we're never getting a sequel. Alien Isolation. Let's go. Creative Assembly is more. It's not. No, no. Not at all. Yeah. Zero (laughs) shots. (laughs) No, no, no. I... You know no what? Go shots. Alien
0: Isolation is a game that I gave, I think, a 7.4 out of 10. It is a game that I have strong criticism about, but I want a sequel to. Yeah. I don't hate that game. No, I know. 7.4 is a good game. score. I just, we, sometimes we live in a world where, like, I want a new sequel to Alien Isolation. I'll would you be that, satisfied be? with a spiritual successor? Somebody else takes Alien and does something similar with it, but it's not Creative Assembly.
1: Sure. I would.
2: That'd be enough? Yeah. There's so many things I want. I would. There's a lot of things. I, I want, want
1: TF3.
0: Uh, but it's kind of hard because I feel like I'm also getting a lot of what I want. Yes, yeah. things are happening. Exactly. Things
1: exactly. are happening. Exactly. Just that fantasy star game, man. I think I'm finally in a place. That's a fantasy. I, I am finally right here, right now. Oh, my God. I'm in a place where I don't need Half Life 3. Good riddance. Good riddance. I'm done with it. You know, to be oh honest with God. you,
0: as much I'm as over I adore Half Life 2. So over I'm it. so over it. Too. I'm so it's over like, it. I'm so over it. It's like, you know what? <laughs> yeah.
1: Goodbye. You, you games are so Valve, good now. You don't even you don't even get my tears. Nope. I not even like that was the last y- time I fact. even mentioned yeah. Valve yeah. ever. Like you know I'm not what? gonna Valve, waste my breath.
0: We don't care anymore. Yeah.
2: We're gonna have fun playing the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought of what I want. Because I don't think I gotta take everything away. I'm sorry. I thought of something. I want World of Warcraft two. Oh, I want real deal sequel. Made
0: by Square Enix. No. <laughs> It'll don't get near it. Wow, two well, will maybe happen. they can
2: put some like weird items in it.
0: Numera designs.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> I want no more designs in Wow, two <laughs> only creature designs though. Wow no,
0: oh no, I want him
2: all oh, over all those. over the place. Just give me, give influence. me a, no, give me a Night Elf, baby. Dude, a Nomura, No-Mura,
0: Arth- No-Mura,
1: Arth- No-Mura Arthas. Yes. would look so that cool. That could be kind of oh. sick, actually. Oh uh. yeah, come on. Yep, dude. Wow, two will happen. Yeah, in One fifteen
0: day. years, it'll happen. But like I'm worried that Blizzard is just like we could do this but we're making so much money not doing this type of game. Sounds,
3: sounds like
2: a uh, Valve. Sounds a little. Sounds bit like a Valve. Well, at least they're like who? 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 No. who? <laughs> that once often Shots! Video- Here's your Dota card just, game. We're just yeah, we're, you we're we're asked for. We're bitter.
0: We're joshing. We're bitter young old men.
2: Yeah. We just talked about like being jolly and stuff right. like that. Right. Right, we're like
0: Think about how you're presenting. Oh, man, we're just
2: being dicks. Well, (laughs) you know, we're at the end of a
0: three-hour podcast. Cut us some slack.
2: Yeah, this couch cooler really set me off. Uh,
0: I knew I was going to enjoy this episode because it is going off the rails. I I can count on you guys, no matter what, for being enthusiastic, and Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Always makes it more fun. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Frame Trap. I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know. We are listening. We are paying attention. Um, If you'd like to email... Email gmail.com. if you would like to send in your crazy sponsorship and and help us fight off the demons in the frame trap realm. Go to patreon.com/easyallies. You can see uh, more details there. And as always, thank you guys so much once again for watching. Until next time. <laughs>